what's up? Welcome to the AV Club Podcast. My guest today is Tyler Crank, and I don't even know what to say about the dude. Just full of insane stories. He's lived a crazy life, and he's 20 freaking years old. He's like almost five years younger than I am, and he's it's just insane the stuff that he's seen and done and been through. You're just going to have to listen to this one, guys. I can't really explain to you what... what you just gonna have to listen. Just tune in. Enjoy. You ready? Your palms sweaty? Yeah. Your knees weak? Yeah. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> All right, bro. We're rolling. We're good. All right. Bro, Tyler, thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for having me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dude? Nice first shit, bro. First podcast ever. Oh, I'm putting mine on Do Not Disturb. First quick. podcast ever, bro. Dope, dude. Tyler, let's start from the beginning, dude. I'm gonna All ask right, you. I'm, I'm gonna ask you questions, and you just answer how you how you feel. You got a question? I got an answer. That's right. Now, do you go to UT? No, I just got the shirt when I moved down here. Okay, represent Texas. Yes, sir. Where, where are you from? I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Born and raised. Born and raised. Never been nowhere else. Dang, dude. Never. This is like the only other state you've been to. No, I used to go. I've been out to California a couple times. Uh, I've been to Florida twice. Yeah. Um. And then just like states in between, I stopped in between there and stayed a couple of days. But it's the only place I've ever lived besides St. Louis. Dang, dude. So why are you here? Uh, I came down here for treatment, actually, just to get away from really just get away from drugs and violence and all the things I was associating myself with back in Missouri was not good. Yeah. Yeah. You told me you did that on your own. Is that I mean, obviously, that's true, but. You, yeah. It was all self-induced, in, like, help? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. I mean, the decision to come down here was, was all on me, yeah. Yeah. That's wild, bro. On me. Let's, so, I'm jumping ahead, bro. I'm jumping ahead. Let's start from the beginning, bro. Why? Why? So, you were in, involved in drugs and violence and stuff? Yeah. Why? What happened? How did that start? Um. So, really, I mean, growing up, I had... Looking in from the outside, you would say I had, like, a fairly, like, normal, good childhood. Um, it was a lot of stuff going on behind closed doors that not many people knew about. Um, and so I really, I ended up, I moved in with my grandma when I had just turned 15. Um, and my grandma, like, literally when I moved in with her, she told me the day I moved in, she was like, the only rule is there are no rules. <laughs> and so I was kind of like, you know what I'm saying? I got to my grandma's house, I was like, bet, like, you know what I'm saying? Grandma's cool, bro. Uh, yeah, she was chill. She's a gangster. Um, <laughs> Sounds like it. But, yeah, I really just, uh, you know, just started getting involved in bad people, bad things. Started doing drugs, hanging around people that were in gangs, associating myself with those people. Um, started getting into selling drugs, using drugs. Mm -hmm. It really started, uh, I had started working when I was 15. I got a worker's permit and went to work. And uh, Dang. Everybody that I was working with was using drugs, you know what I'm saying? And even, yeah. like, growing up, my mom had, uh, my mom pulled me out of school in fifth grade because even, like, as far on as I can remember, bro, like, I've been selling stuff, like, not drugs, but, like, I, I remember I was in fourth, fifth grade, like, straight, like, selling silly bands and hex bugs and pens and, like, just <laughs> random shit. Like, bro, I was coming home, I was, like, 11 years old coming home with, like, 800 a $1,000 a day, bro. Damn, like, bro straight like exploiting all these little like 
literal fourth and fifth graders, bro. Yeah. Like I would go, I'd go to Toys R Us with like two, three thousand dollars and just Dang. like cash out on like toys and remote control helicopters and shit. Um, and so I guess my mom recognized that and she pulled me out right before I was going to middle school. She pulled me out of school because she told me that eventually that was going to start turning into selling drugs. And uh, I mean, I didn't really do anything because I started selling drugs anyways. Um, but yeah, once I started working, uh, just being around all these people that were older than me selling drugs, using drugs, I was like, well, shit, here's a way that I can make more money. You know what I'm saying? I was working at Culver's at the time. I was making like $9.50 an hour or something. Um, and that wasn't enough. Cause like, even when I had went to my grandma, um, my mom really like nothing against my mom, but she like cut ties with me. And so I didn't have like nobody, I, I was the one paying for my food, my, my shoes, my clothes, everything, you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. for a 15 year old working 20 hours a week, like that's kind of hard to do. And so, you know what I'm saying? I wanted more mm -hmm. than that. And so I just started, uh, it really started off just selling weed. And then once I, once I started selling and I was making all that money, I was like, this is dope. Like, how can I, you know what I'm saying? I want more of this. Right, right. And so I started selling other stuff, started selling pills, started selling, you know what I'm saying, other drugs. Um, and obviously when I'm selling those drugs, I'm going to be using them because I want to, right. you know, just being a kid and just being curious. Uh, started using drugs, started taking pills, started doing all that stuff. Uh, and I like, I liked it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I like the way it made me feel. I like being high. I like doing all that stuff. I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't like it because you're not going to do something every single day if you don't like nah, doing for it. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it really ended up, at first, I was just, like, selling grams, selling a little ace and stuff. And then it moved to selling pounds, getting, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like a couple hundred. Yeah. Thousand Xanax, like, Damn. shipped in vacuum sealed. Um, Teddy bears? Stuffed in teddy no, bears uh, and, like, car seats. It wasn't no shit like that, but <laughs> I was just getting my shit, uh, you know what I'm saying? It ended up, you know, like, I was, like, I remember, bro, I was, like, 16 or 17, and I was flying out to California with my uncle, bro, like, going out there with, like, $200,000 and picking up, like, 100, 150 pounds of weed. And we uh, we would fly out there, go and pick up all the weed, and then we had drivers that would drive it back for us so we didn't have to... We'd pay them like twenty five, fifty dollars a pack, and they would drive it back, and then we just meet them and pick it up off of them. You know what I'm saying? So like, I was literally like sixteen, seventeen years old, making like five thousand dollars a day, bro. Like wow. just straight, like. And then, you know what I'm saying? It progressed like just from selling guns to, I was or selling drugs. I started selling guns. I started really, you know what I'm saying? Like doing anything that could more money in my pocket, more money in my pocket. Um, I started robbing people. I was robbing everybody. I was kicking in doors. I was, uh, like, robbing trap houses, bro. Like, anybody that I knew. Because, like, to me, there's a difference between robbing and stealing. Like, I'm not, I don't steal. Like, I'm not going to, if somebody works for their money and, like, makes an honest living, I'm not going to go and, you know what I'm saying, like, rob their house. But, like, if you're a drug dealer and you got a trap house, I'll definitely kick the door <laughs> and go in there with an AR, you know what I'm saying, and take all your shit. But, I mean, really just, like, that, that living that life, bro, it's, it's not, it's not any fun, bro. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just glad. I'm really glad that I wised up and I decided to change things. 
because I just turned 20. And so it's like I would much rather be getting my life figured out at 20 than being 40 years old and still doing the same shit. But yeah, bro, I was whenever I first met you, we've we've known each other for like a month, maybe, yeah, right? Yeah, and we probably talked like three times in that whole month. Yeah. This is like the third. But uh, yeah, bro, knowing that you were 20, you're 20 years old, yeah. and you were the one that decided to pick up the phone and call for help, it's yeah. like, that's that's unique almost. That's, yeah. That is wise of you. And yeah. it's, bro, like, so what was like, do you remember thinking back, what was the decision like to, to take that first drug? Was it weed? Weed's pretty. Well, I, had, I started smoking weed when I was like, First time I smoked weed, I was probably 14. Yeah. Um, But really, like, not even on no, like, boo-hoo shit, but, like, I've been depressed, like, since I can remember, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't, like, I didn't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, growing up, my dad was real abusive. Um, My mom and my dad had split up when I was, like, a couple months old, maybe a year. So uh, I was in between houses, going to my dad's house, getting abused there, going to my mom's house, my stepdad. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't as physically abusive as my dad was, but he was, like, ten times worse as far as, like, verbally and mentally abusive. Um, And so I really just, like, I didn't want to be me. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to feel like myself. I didn't want to feel the things that I was feeling. And so really, um, weed weed was never really an issue for me. Like, I don't even really, like, count that as a drug because I have anxiety real bad. And so whenever I would smoke, that anxiety would go away. And so, like, that was cool. But really what did it for me was uh, right when I had moved to my to my grandma's house when I was, like, 15, uh, the neighbor across the street, this, is like, 20-something-year-old crackhead, like, living in his mom's basement and was, like, popping pills and stuff. And so uh, I had gone outside, seen him. He came up, talked to me, whatever. And he was telling me about how he was taking Xanax. So I was like, shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to try one. Mm-hmm. So I went over to his house, popped his Xanax, you know what I'm saying? And, like, 30 minutes later, I was like, bro, like, this is it. Like, Oh, yeah, you just you know, took to like, it. Yeah, and, it, like, literally from that day, like, I was on Xanax every day. Literally from the ages of, like, 15 until really 19, literally every single day I was eating Xanax, eating Xanax, eating Xanax. And in St. Louis, I mean, I know it's this way a lot of places, but St. Louis for sure, like, there's no real Xanax, so it's all pressed. It's all pressed with fentanyl. And so, um, like, I got to the point where I had been doing it for so long. Like, you can ask, you can ask people that know me, bro. I was taking, like, 70, 80, 90 press-ups a day, bro. Dang. Like, I would literally, I would wake up in the morning, like, open my eyes, rub my eyes, lean over and put, like, 12 or 15 in my hand just chew them up and eat them and then a couple hours later like do something like there's literally whole like two three month periods of my life where I don't remember anything like I would literally I would just wake up and like come out of it and like I would check my phone and like there's pictures of me at like parties that I have no idea I went to like pictures of me with people that I don't even remember meeting and it's like we had been hanging out like every day for months yeah and so it's like um damn and then it what really Sucked was every time that I would try, I was, like, so physically dependent on Xanax. Anytime I would try to, like, even slow down or stop taking them, I would start having seizures real bad. Oh, like, yeah. Like, really, 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 like, grandma yeah. seizures were, like, I would be out, like, <laughs> foaming at the mouth, bro. Like, it was Dang, bad. Bro. And so, like, that was almost, like, 
that was well for one that was my motivation to stop using Xanax was I was having such bad seizures I was like eventually like I'm not gonna wake up from one of these like I'm gonna have a seizure and that's gonna be it um and so I stopped taking Xanax I want to say like this was probably like eight months ago that I stopped taking Xanax like completely like took my last bar and I was like I'm never doing this again but my dumb ass stopped doing Xanax and started doing perks like <laughs> super super bad yeah 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 but, I mean, perks aren't no better. They're they're definitely just as bad, if not worse. I right. mean, it got to the point where I was thinking, it's the same way with perks as it is Xanax. Like you can't find real Percocets. They're all mm. they're all pressed with fentanyl. And I was taking like twenty, twenty five, thirties a day, bro. Like literally, like I wasn't. I went from two hundred and sixty pounds to one hundred and seventy pounds in like two months. Two months. Yeah, bro. Dang, like literally, bro. I I remember one time I didn't eat for like eight days, bro. Dang, bro. Like every time, because I would just, I was so high, every time my stomach would start hurting, because I was, like, obviously hungry, right. I would just take another perk, snort another perk, pop another one. And so it's, like, I was so numb to, like, my stomach being completely empty to where it literally, like, it took to where, like, I, I could barely even move because my body was so weak from not having any food, any fuel, anything. And like that's the reason that I decided to come down here and and just get away from everything because I had been I was throwing up blood for like two three weeks straight, and then one day I was at work I was working at uh, Gus's Pretzels downtown this little pretzel shop in the city. Um, I was at work, bro, and I I I was throwing up like all day every day, so I was just like used to it, like it was just part of my routine. Well, I went in the bathroom to throw up, and I had thrown up my whole stomach lining, bro. Like, yeah blood and guts like in like I thought I threw up like my guts like my intestines and so uh and that was when I was trying to quit like I was trying to like cut down like I like I said I was taking like 20 25 a day so I cut down to taking 20 then I cut down to taking like 15 cut down to 10 I was at the point where I was only taking like five a day which is like still a lot for perk 30s but um for me like that was not that not that much you know what I'm saying and so it's like the fact that I, you know what I'm saying, like I'm cutting down pretty like substantially the amount of perks that I'm taking, and I still went and threw up my stomach lining, bro. Like I like I said, bro, I thought I threw up my intestines. Like I thought I was dying, bro. Like I literally went out and I told my boss, I was like, hey, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm dying. Like I have to leave. And just I had only been working there for like not even a week, bro. I've been working there for like five days. Yeah. And I told my boss, I was like, hey, I was like, I'm dying, bro. Like I have to go to the ER. And so I uh called my girlfriend at the time she came and picked me up took me to the hospital um yeah I went to detox I was in detox for like three four days um and then I got out got on a plane came to Texas just like that yeah just like that bro literally because I had um growing up I was in and out of group homes like homes for troubled youth a couple times um and so I had met this dude it was like one of the counselors at one of the group homes and he runs like a uh a nonprofit organization because his son actually, unfortunately, uh, had overdosed and died when he was like 19. And so, like, that's what he does, like, with his whole life is like find kids that are going through addiction and sends them to rehab, puts them in treatment. And so, I, uh, while I was still at work before I left, I called him. His name is Art. And I was like, Art, like, I need to do something. Like, I need to get help. Like, I can't keep doing this. And so, he was like, All right. He was like, We'll go. Uh, he told me, He said, Go to the hospital, tell him you're going to kill yourself. Like, in the lobby. He was like, yeah. tell him, 
put me in detention because I didn't have insurance. I didn't have. Right, right. And so he was like, just go there. Tell him you're going to kill yourself in the lobby if they don't put you in a detox. So I was like, all right. So I went to the hospital. And I was like, hey, I was like, I'm going to kill myself in front of all these people if you don't put me in detox. <laughs> and so they were like, all right, come with me. Put me in detox for like like three, four days. And then I got out. Uh, as soon as I got out, I was on a plane the next day coming out here. So happened pretty quick. Shout out to Art, bro. Yeah. When did you turn 20? Real savage. I turned 20 in April, April 5th. So all this happened in between 19 and 20 years old? Like this yeah. most recent stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came down here, uh, I left like June 23rd. Oh, so you were 20 when all this, like you yeah, were throwing up yeah. and all that? Oh, I dang, just bro. turned 20. So you've only been here for like three, four months, like not even, right? Yeah, I'll have I'll have three months clean from everything this Friday. I'm 90 Let's days. go, dude. That's wild, man. Pretty exciting. That's the longest I've had sober since I started since doing Since you can that. remember, right? Yeah, literally. Dude, that's so crazy. Man. Some bad stuff, bro. No, that's not bad. No, I'm just kidding. That's horrible. I'm saying the drugs and all that stuff is bad. Yeah, no, that's that's bad stuff. Do you, um, what's the difference been like in just the groups of people? Because just for context for the listeners, we met through a mutual friend. Brian, shout out to Bry Guy. Shout out to Daddy Brian. <laughs> Daddy Bry Guy and, and Jilly Bean. Yep. But uh, we met through them, and, bro, you're hanging out with our church group. That's like yeah. a radical change, man. Yeah, no, for real. They don't like, even they don't even curse. Nobody curses. Yeah. They don't curse. They don't listen to bad music. I've, I've never heard. Uh, so, like, I've been in this group for a couple, like, uh, like two years now, yeah. right? And it's recently gotten, I've gotten more involved, right? So being in those little yeah. groups that we're in and, helping out with the youth stuff. And um, I don't think I've heard any of them cuss except for one guy. And then he's like an ex, you know, he's a military veteran. Yeah. And um, everybody's like, oh, that's just the vet. Like he's allowed yeah. to, <laughs> but yeah. nobody else is like, no, yeah. nobody listens I definitely, to I definitely have to watch my, watch my behavior, watch my language yeah. around that. But I mean, yeah, I've, I've definitely like, I mean, you can ask anybody in my life that knew me before and knows me now, like, the 180 that I've done just in the past like six months is insane, bro. Like literally, like I'm I'm literally a different person, like mentally, physically, spiritually, literally everything. I've changed every single aspect of my life. Pretty proud of that. Yeah, yeah. I was about to ask, is that like something you're you're proud of? Is that is that For something sure. you're happy about? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely proud of that. I mean, it's not. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm like. Need to be congratulated for being a good person. No, bro. You know what I'm saying? But no. it's like, just, I mean, like I said, if you if you knew me before yeah, and then know me now, you, like, you literally wouldn't even believe it. Like, I have people texting me all day, and I'm like, bro, is that, like, is this even you? Like, what happened to Tyler? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's not, which, I mean, it kind of sucks because I've really, like, built a reputation for myself and not a very good one. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's going to take time to to reverse that. But all I can do, I mean, like they say in the groups that I'm in, all I can do is take it one day at a time. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's every cool, day, bro. Every day that you're doing better, you're creating a new past for yourself. And oh, so yeah. it's like now, you know what I'm saying? You look back at the past couple months, that's my past is all the good that I've been doing. So Yeah. And, I mean, think about it like this, bro. I've known you for a couple weeks. I don't. I didn't know the old you. So I've yeah. only known, like, the – the yeah. different you, the new you, which is kind of a cool to think about, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's really wild. You uh have you always had long hair like that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I just started I've been growing my hair. I got a but I 
I had an undercut, so I had the sides like faded, and then I had like semi long hair, like almost down to my shoulder. But um, like two years ago, I just took a butt, I just took trimmers and gave myself a buzz cut, and then haven't touched my hair since. Yeah, it's hella long. It's like down like past my titties now. <laughs> Gangster. <laughs> they call me the hood Jesus now. Do they really? Some people actually do. Yeah. I've been called Mexican Jesus a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I started growing mine out for like a, a little over a year, well, almost over a year and a half. Yeah. It's wild. Like, it gets to certain points where it's like, this is ugly, bro. I want to cut yeah. it. That's, that's kind of where, that's <laughs> that's almost the point where I've gotten, because it's like, there's a there's a fine line between having like cool, long dude hair and yeah. just having girly hair. Like, I'll be at work sometimes and people, like, these dudes will come in with like hair almost down to their ass and I'm like, bro, you're gay. Oh, yeah. And then I, I think about it and I'm like, wait. Like yeah, you're almost there. Yeah, my hair is like halfway <laughs> down my back now. Like I'm getting, I'm walking a thin line here. That's funny, bro. Um, did you ever have any issues with alcohol? Um, not really. You weren't old enough to drink, right? So yeah, you, you didn't I'm drink. Not. I mean, I in in St. Louis, the corner stores like you can like you can buy. I know like 11, 12 year olds that go in there and buy cigarettes and Rellos and alcohol and shit. Like they really don't yeah. care. But, I mean, I never really had a problem with it. I, w- I went through, like, a little, like, I want to say, like, six-month stretch where I was, like, drinking every day. But it was just, like, I, don't, I have no idea why. Just because like, you I like didn't, the I taste. didn't even like it. No, I hate the taste, bro. <laughs> I hate it. That's, like, one of the things that, one of the reasons that I never drink is I cannot stand the taste of alcohol, bro. Yeah. Any, I any kind? Any type of, like, liquor? Yeah. Hell no. It's, like, it's, I can't. Yeah, it's a very acquired taste, dude. I, I hate it at I don't know. I don't think I'll ever acquire it, bro. I can't. Like, literally, like, I'll take a shot, and I have to, like, before I swallow the shot, I have to be, like, chugging, like, a Some, soda or sort something. Of mixer yeah. or a chaser, yeah. I cannot do it. I hate drinking. It's weird, bro. It's a weird thing, because, like, that stuff right there isn't meant to be, like, chugged. You know, that stuff right there. It's like a, it's still Austin whiskey. It's meant to be, like, sipped. It's meant to be sipped. Yeah, yeah. which is wild, like, you know? When, it, when I was drinking, like, I'm trying to get yeah, as drunk as possible, as quick as possible. Because yeah. I'm not going to sit there and drink it for the taste. I hate the taste. What was your drink of choice? Um, you like seltzers? Like, you look like a seltzer no, guy. Hell no. Like I was drinking guy. like Hennessy and Doucet and like okay. Paul Mason, which is just like the hood <laughs> version of Hennessy. Um, yeah. I, I But I never, like I said, I never really liked it. Every time that I would get drunk, I would either get like super mad and aggressive or like super sad and just start like crying and stuff. Yeah. Like crying around all the homies. I can't, I can't be doing that. <laughs> I can't have that happen, man. Hey, you can do it here, bro. Don't be going to judge you. Except, I mean, don't do it here, like in this place, but yeah, Brian will take care of you. Yeah. He said when I turn 21, he'll take me out to some distilleries, but I don't even, I mean, I, li- I like being... I'm not gonna say oh, I like me sober, but like I really do. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I haven't been this like clear-minded and like just really clear since I was like a, like literally a kid. Yeah, you know what's crazy, bro, is that you can remember all this stuff. Like, you in the car up here, you were talking about some stuff that you remembered, and then you told me a couple of stories, and you're like detailed. You're yeah. You remember? I, have a, I, I really, I, when I was when I was younger, bro. Like even growing up in school, like I was in all the like gifted programs, like all the like accelerated learning programs. Like I went, I was in uh, before I got pulled out of school, bro. Like in fourth and fifth grade, they came and like tested all the kids to see like where they ranked, and I ranked like off the charts, like genius level. Where well, they started, uh, 
out of our whole school, there was only three people that tested high enough to go do this program. And we was going, bro, we was in fourth and fifth grade going to the high school, bro, and, like, taking all high school classes. And Dang. literally, like, fourth grade. Like, I, I had, I was on honor roll, like, pretty much every semester I could remember. Like, I, I always have been, like, very, very intellectually intelligent. And that's, like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful for that, bro, because, like, all this, all the stuff that I've done and all the drugs I've done, like, you would think that that would have some sort of permanent effect on me, but, like, it hasn't that I know. You're good so far? Yeah. That's good. So far, so good. Yeah, I saw you drooling in the in the truck on the way over here, though, bro. Nah. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. nah, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, that's pretty unique, bro. My memory is not good at all. Like, certain yeah. stuff is good, but I, I just don't care enough to remember, like, half the stuff that, you know, like, when Taylor's like, hell, oh, okay, we got to do this next week, and I'm like, all right, and then next week rolls around, and I'm like, What? Well, yeah, we, you I told have, me that? I get that, too, sometimes. I have, like, selective memory. Like you said, yeah. if I don't care about it, I'm not going to remember it. Right, right. Depends on I what it is. I simply don't care. But I'm sure a lot of the things in the past, like, a lot of the stories that you've been telling are, like, traumatic and maybe not at the time, but they're pretty significant events that make yeah. an impression in your brain, yeah. like, for Super life. significant. Yeah. What, yeah. um, so, you, you, your mom pulled you out of school at, in fifth grade? And did you ever go back? Uh, so I did homeschooling. I did like sixth and seventh, and then started eighth, and then stopped. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. So Good. I mean, I, I've I've never. I mean, I can do everything I need to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can. I'm real good at math. I know. I'm, yeah, I bet you are. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can count really fast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I'm 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 actually really surprised that I'm not stupid, bro. Bro, you're not stupid. That's like one. If there's one thing that you're not, it's stupid. Yeah, you know what I mean. For sure. I've just had, I've had so much life experience, bro. Like, like I said, I'm 20, bro, but I've lived like multiple lifetimes. Like, yeah, you have stuff. Like, I, I have like the wisdom of like I feel I have the wisdom of like a hundred year old. Like even just to this day, like in the, uh, I because I live in a sober house right now, so I live with a group of guys that are all, you know, what I'm saying the sobriety, and it's like they're all like 30, 40, 50. We got a guy that's like 75 years old and they yeah. all be coming up to me. I'm like, I'm younger than everybody by like half their age. And they be coming up to me, like asking me for advice, asking me what they should, what I would do in the situations they're in, you know Dang, what I'm bro. saying? And so it's like that kind of, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, not that it hypes my head up, but like that makes me feel good. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, they right. obviously know they're coming to me over everybody else. You know what I'm saying? For a reason. So it's like, they yeah. can obviously tell that I have something. Something worth talking about, but that's true, bro. That's pretty impressive, right there. Yeah. So this sober home you're living in, I mean, it's a sober home. What does that even mean? Like nobody can. It's just like what is that? Like I mean, really, it's just the group. I think now we have like seven guys, but we just, I mean, we live in a house. Everybody just like holds each other accountable. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody comes home like on drugs or drunk, you know what I'm saying? Like they'll get piss tested or breathalyzed, and you get kicked out. But like other than that, like it's it's really just like a group of guys that pay rent together on a house. You know what I'm saying? And we all just mm. the only reason that I mean, obviously it's lame. Like I don't. You know I mean, what I'm saying like I wouldn't prefer to be there, but right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like in the at, at this point in time, you know what I'm saying? It's good for me just because everybody there has a common goal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're all there because we don't want to. Yeah. Do drugs or we don't want to drink anymore. You know what I'm saying? So no, just like good. just to be surrounded by 
a bunch of other people that have the same mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like we've all, Mm -hmm. we all can relate to each other's struggles to some certain extent. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's good. I don't, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's not fun, but it's what I need right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, most of the time, you got to get uncomfortable to grow. And that's what I'm trying to do down here. I'm trying to grow and to better myself and become 100%, bro. the best version of me possible. Look where you're at right now. You ever think you would be in a podcast, a podcast studio? podcast? Hell no. You're famous, bro. Never. Shout me out on your Snapchat after this. I got you, bro. <laughs> bro so is it fair to say that a sober home is the is a reverse trap house? Is that fair to say? Um. Really, I'm not even gonna say reverse trap house. Like it's it's pretty much a trap house, bro. Like yeah. there have like there's okay. there's people coming in and out all the time. Like I, yeah, they be they be doing some crazy shit in there. But it's like if you do <laughs> crazy stuff, you get kicked out. Like this dude, bro. Literally, you can yeah. ask Brian. <laughs> Brian Brian was living there too. No, hell no. <laughs> but I was, bro. I was at Brian's house like last week because I go over there. I spend the night on Saturdays because we go to church early on Sunday. Help set up. Um, but one of my buddies from the sober house texted me. He's like, hey, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting ready for church. What are you doing? He's like, I'm on a bunch of heroin right now, bro. He's like, I'm so high, dude. I'm on a bunch of H. And I'm like. <laughs> Dang, bro. Dope. Like, See you later. Yeah, what do you want me to do? And it's like literally out of every single person that I came here with, I'm the last person left. Really? I'm the only person that hasn't relapsed. And every single person, there's been like 10 or 11 of them that relapsed and got kicked out and sent yeah. home. And every single one of them tried to get me to relapse with them and like tried to get me to go get high with them and i'm like bro there's no way because it's like i'm still i'm very like common sense inclined and so it's like i'm smart enough to weigh my options and it's like i can either stay here not do drugs you know what i'm saying have a place to live have a bed to sleep in a roof over my head have food have a job have money have freedom or go get high for an hour or two and give all of that up. It's like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I, I mean, I guess I, I haven't done a drug yet that is worth doing that. You know what I'm saying? And I've done yeah. every drug besides heroin, crack, meth, you know what I'm saying? And a couple other things. So it's like none of the, there's, there's nothing that you could, I mean, even at work, bro, like I have, uh, I'm working this lame ass. Fast food, John. For now. What a burger. For now. For now. Just because, I mean, it's temporary. Really, the only reason I'm doing it is just to humble myself, you know what I'm saying, and to get back. Because it's like, I just recently lost everything, you know what I'm saying? I I lost everything I had. So it's like I'm kind of starting over. Um, But just like the whole process of like getting on the bus, you know what I'm saying? I've never never rode the bus before in my life. Mm -hmm. So it's like I came down here, had no car, no money, no food, like two pairs of shorts, pair of shoes and like a couple t-shirts that were given to me so it's like I'm completely restarting and rebuilding my life and so it's like it, it really like gives me like a sense of accomplishment just knowing that like this time I'm I'm not taking the easy way out and I'm not sitting there selling drugs and robbing people to get money you know what I'm yeah. saying like I'm yeah. really like putting in honest work yeah to get this stuff so that, that's that respect right there bro good. that's respect I was thinking about it on in the truck bro on the way to get you I was like Damn, dude, you go from making too much money, too much money, too much money for a kid, for sure. For somebody who can't even legally buy alcohol, can't even buy cigarettes, bro. Hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, right? A month? No, not a month. Definitely a day? No, no, I'm just kidding. No, hell no. I mean, I was definitely making. I was I was selling 
a lot of drugs. I mean, like I said, it started off just small amounts, but I mean, like I said, I, I really started, like I really started selling when I was like 15 or 16. And then by the time I was 17, like I said, I was flying out, I was flying out to Rockland, California, um, and going picking up like a hundred pounds of weed, which is like, you think about that and you're like, Oh, there's a lot of money. But it's like when you're buying a hundred pounds, like there were times where we went and we were getting pounds of weed for like $200 a piece, bro. It's like when you're buying and it's like you bring it back and you can sell them for $3,500 a piece. Yeah. So it's like you look at the profit margins there. It's insane, bro. And it's like people don't even really realize that. But like when you're selling drugs, like it's so much different when you're buying a small amount versus when like you're supplying. Mm-hmm. It's like you there's you can make so much money, bro. Like you sit there and you think about like how drug dealers talk about like, oh, yeah, I made a million dollars. Like that sounds crazy. But like. That's very much possible, bro. Like, for sure. Like, like I was saying, I mean, when you go and you're picking up that much weight, like, it's just, that that's really what had me hooked is just how easy it was and how I could literally, like, like I said, go get pounds, paying two, three hundred dollars a piece, bringing them back and turning three hundred dollars times ten or eleven $300 pound into $3,500 and it's like boom, 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 boom. Like that's so much money, bro. Yeah, bro. So fast and you're not working for it. Like I could literally just sit on my ass and smoke and make like, like I said, like five grand a day. You could, yeah, bro. Like you could, I was, I was, that's so wild. And you, you said it earlier. You said, I'm not taking an easy way out. And I was thinking about it and I was like, if you think about it, it is the easy way out. It really is. I mean, although there's, there's, there's a lot more risk that's right, involved. Hundred percent. You know what I'm saying because yeah. it's like obviously you get the police involved, and then the stuff that I was doing with robbing people. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I really like everywhere I went. Like I would go to the gas station, and I would literally, which I always had, like, I always carried like three, four guns on me at a time. But it's like even, you know what I'm saying? Even with a gun, if you're just one person with a gun. You know what I'm saying? If somebody pulls up with a whole gang of people and they all got guns, it's like you're still yeah. fucked. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So it's just like not even being able to like go in the gas station and like get snacks or like fill up. Like I would have to like literally sit in the car like with the seat all the way rolled back because it's like I was so like I was so like that's where I got my Snapchat name, Professor Finesse. Like I didn't make that up. Like people started calling me that because I was literally just robbing everybody. Like, anybody that I knew that had shit, I would just go and take their shit. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? When it's like, if you go out of town and you go rob a bunch of people and then come back, it's cool. But it's like, when I'm robbing all the people around me, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And they're all looking for me. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a 6'5 white dude with long hair. I stick out like a sore thumb. You yeah. know what I'm saying? In the, down in the city where I'm hanging around at. You know what I'm So it's like, just the... The fact that I'm not only worrying about police, I'm worrying about everybody else looking for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just no, that's that's no fun, bro. There's no way to live just constantly being, literally just constantly having such bad anxiety and constantly fearing for your life and constantly worried about, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's not, if it's not the police that come and roll down on you and get you, it's like somebody else could come and shoot you yeah. or, you know what I'm saying, do whatever they want. So it's like, luckily, luckily, like, that never happened. But, I mean, I've had a couple run-ins with the police, but, 
nothing really like ever too too serious. I mean, that one time. But <laughs> yeah. Dang, bro. Yeah. So <laughs> that's so wild, bro. I feel like I feel like I'm talking to like a a 40 year old man right now, but bro, you're like you're five years younger than I am. Oh God. It's wild. You've had I've done you, a lot, bro. You do, yeah. You have done a lot, bro. You have, you do have a ton of life experience. This is cool because now yeah. you can use that as yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever you want to use it for now, yeah, right? Definitely, hopefully for good. Definitely, that's one of the things I'm thankful for. Is like I can pretty much like I've been, I've been around the block like a lot of times. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like I can relate to the highest highs. I can relate to the lowest lows. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, I've been at the top and I've been at the very very bottom. Like not having anything, not even being able to, to to smoke or buy food, like couch hopping at random people's, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been at pretty much every point in life, so it's like I can relate to pretty much anybody's story, you know what I'm saying, and offer some sort of advice, even if it's not, like, I'm not going to say even if it's not the best advice because I always try to, you know what I'm saying? Be real. Yeah, but it's like. I, I can definitely relate to pretty much anybody. Yeah, 100%. Which is bro. cool. That's wild, dude. What do you, th- whenever you think back and, and and just reminisce and think about all the things you've done and all the crazy stuff you've been through, what do you feel? Like, do you feel, obviously you are lucky, but do I you feel it? I was going to say, I it? definitely, definitely feel lucky. Every single yeah. day, every single day that I wake up and I'm not in a cell, I'm not in the grave. That's a good day for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like the shit that I've the shit that I've done, the shit that I've been involved with, like I should 100% either be dead or in prison. Mm-hmm. And it's like just the fact that, like that's one of the reasons why I kind of like have really like been strengthening my faith and my relationship with God is it's like there has to be, I have to have some bigger purpose or some, you know what I'm saying, like something yeah. I was supposed to do in life because it's like I've had so many so many second chances that are just like all like I can tell you so many stories about like even just sit like getting pulled over by the cops and having like guns on me, a bunch of drugs, you know what I'm saying? And it's like they come pull me over, I just throw the gun underneath of my seat on the floorboard and like throw the drugs under there. And it's like they pull me out, search the car, like tear the car apart and don't find anything. Like that like that doesn't happen, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way, there's no way that I've just gotten that lucky. Like, that's not, that's one thing about luck is it's not consistent. Yeah. So it's like, True. for me, like, it's been pretty consistent. So like, that can't be luck. You know what I'm saying? Like, there has yeah. to be, there's got to be something bigger than I know going on because it's like all the, all the situations that I've been in that I've gotten a second chance and I've gotten lucky. Like, it's insane, bro. It's crazy. That's wild to think about, bro. It's um, you know what I think about whenever whenever you say this stuff is like you you had your license and stuff, or did you just drive? What do you mean? Like, like back in St. Louis? Yeah. No, I I mean, um I got my license I got my permit the day I turned fifteen. I got my license the day I turned sixteen. Okay. So you But it's like I mean I didn't the, the shit that I was driving around with, it doesn't matter if you have your license or not. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but for sure. I'm just saying, like, you ever been driving down the road? This is going to be per- probably pretty relatable to most people, right? Other than, like, whenever you're throwing your gun under the seat, that's not relatable to people. But, like, this is what I think of, to put it in perspective for me, is, like, you're driving down the road. 
and maybe you're looking at your phone. Maybe you just look out in the distance and you see something. And then you just, all of a sudden you're looking back at the road and you're like, whoa, how long was I looking away yeah. from the road? Yeah. I've how? definitely done that before. I mean, drugs <laughs> part in that, but yeah, I've definitely done that even sober. Yeah. Just like kind of zoned off. And right. Like driving down the street and be like, did I, did I even stop at any red lights? Yeah. And, and then, I just drive through all these. And then you, th- you think about it, you're like, dude, that was like. What just happened? How did I not yeah. die just then? Like that that's happened to me a few times. Yeah. I mean, I don't text and drive, but yeah. But that's like that's how I related to my life. It's like cuz I'm I'm not like I've been the opposite of you, bro. Yeah. I've been the opposite of you. Which isn't like a flex or anything. It's I was just gonna say I mean, it's nothing. Mm. I'm not I'm not proud of of any of the shit I've done. I'm not yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I'm a gangster. I'm so cool." Right. It's like I wish I I really honestly wish that I wouldn't have had to do any of cuz it's like I mean, like I like I kind of said, like I've been on my own completely yeah. since I was like 15, 16. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I really like I didn't even necessarily like want to sell drugs and want to do the stuff that I was doing. But it's like for a 16, 17, 18, 19 year old to be fully self-supporting. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like my I forgot to mention, like my grandma kicked me out. I had lived there for like a couple months and I. uh so this dude that I was working with at Culver's, um, he used to bring like his big bag of weed to work that he would smoke out of. And he would just like, he was scared to bring it into work with him. So he would like put it outside the building in the grass and just like hide it there on me. So one day I was like, bro, you put your weed outside, bro. Like that's me. So I went and walked <laughs> on the building, grabbed his weed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I hope he's not watching this cause I denied it. Um, but yeah, I went and grabbed his weed, uh, and then left and went home and smoked all his weed. Well, he eventually like put two and two together and was like, bro, you're the only, you know what I'm saying? Me. And then his best friend was the only two people who knew where he put his weed. And so he's like, obviously my best friend's not gonna take my weed when it was you. And so I'm like, bro, what? Like, I didn't take your weed. Well, he came and, uh, followed me to my grandma's house. Cause I used to take her van to and from work. Yeah. Uh, she had like this gold Buick minivan. Dang, I used bro. to take it to and from work. He followed me from home one day and then at night came and like busted the windows out to her van and like when like shot a couple shots in the air to like scare me or whatever. Yeah. So after that, my grandma, cause like I was already doing like a bunch of shady shit. Like I was having a bunch of my friends come over and like we would like get high and like make like bowls of cereal and like big ass Tupperware containers and then go <laughs> sit down on the couch like yeah. on Zans and then pass out. And she would wake up, and there would be just, like, big, like, bowls and ladles of cereal. So, like, she 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 knew that something was going on. But then, like, when it really started, like, actually endangering her, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, she told me, get the out. road, get out. Yeah. 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 And so it's, like, ever since then, I really, like, I had to find either, like, places to go and, like, people that I knew or some of my homeboys, like, go and rent a room out from them. Or, like, I had a couple, like... I had a couple shady apartments, like one of my apartments, this is going to turn into a crazy story, but one of my apartments, uh, I was like 17 and my plug, my Xanax plug that I was like bringing a bunch of money through. Cause I was going through like thousands and thousands of Xanax bars, just selling them. Um, he had this townhouse down in, uh, Tower Grove South, which anybody from St. Louis knows where that is. Um, and it was like a really, really pretty townhouse. I was, like, 17. I told him, I was, like, hey, I'm looking for a crib. Like, I got a bunch of money. Like, 
I need somewhere to go. You know what I'm saying? I want my own place. And so I went, uh, this is where he had been living for the past couple of years, but he was moving and getting a new, he was getting like a condo down downtown or something. Uh, well, everything was in his dad's name. And his dad was like this scary, like Jamaican dude. Dang. Okay. So I was like, all right, well, when you move out, I'll, uh, I'll move in and I'll just give you the, the rent payments and then you give them to your dad. You know what I'm saying? So I lived there. I lived there for a couple months and this was when I was trapping. I was going through a bunch of Xanax. I was selling heroin. I was selling meth. I was selling wax and weed. I was selling like everything. Uh, but what was really like, what I was really doing was I was selling guns. I was selling a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of guns. I would just like go and like anybody I knew that had guns, I would go and buy them all. And then just flip them for more. Um, and so I'm sitting in my house one day, and I was had like a bunch of guns laid out. I was cleaning them all, like going through, like doing blindfolded. Whatever. No, I, I did, I did that. <laughs> uh, but no, I was sitting there. I had my homeboy. Uh, I'm gonna call him G. He came. And, uh, he came to sell me this pistol. Mm. It was a. Uh, it was a Glock 45. It was like custom. Had some cool shit on it. Had Dang. a 30 round clip in it. Well, he uh, he comes over to sell me this gun. Well, he gives it to me. I give him the money. Like, we do the little exchange, whatever. Well, when he brought it to me, it didn't have any bullets in it because he didn't, like, we're kids, so we can't go to the store and buy bullets. But it's like, I obviously, I'm selling guns. I got a plug on bullets. You know what I'm saying? So he gives me this gun. I load it up, put it in my little drawer that I had that was just, like, full of pistols. Well, his uh -huh. dumb ass goes and picks it up. And it's like one of these shotgun houses where, like, the front door is here. The back door is here. Like, it's a straight shot. Yeah. The front door, the back door. Yeah. So I'm standing by the front door. I think I'm, like, in a closet or something. Uh, well, he goes and picks this gun up, the gun that he had just sold me. And he's like, bro, this is a badass gun, ain't it? Like, this is so nice. Blah, blah, blah. Cocks it, points it at me, and shoots it. And so he shoots this forty five inside the house. The bullet, like, literally, like, I bent down. The bullet goes, like, I could hear the bullet whiz past me. I had this big-ass stained-glass front door in my apartment, and then, like, a big-ass, like, heavy oak front door. Yeah. And it goes through the door, shatters the stained-glass door. Like, obviously, a, a forty-five is going to be hella loud. Yeah. It echoes in this, in this tiny house. And so I'm high, too. You know what I'm saying? And I'm all hot, like, thinking I'm cool, thinking I'm a gangster or whatever. So, and I'm obviously doing the stuff that I'm doing. Like I said, selling drugs, robbing people. I'm thinking that. Somebody had came in the back door or was like shooting up. Oh, you know yeah. Like was shooting up because he had just sold me the only gun he had. So I'm not thinking he had a gun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I hear this gunshot go off, whiz right past my head. So my dumb ass, I turn around and I start shooting back. Oh, and where shoot. I had heard, yeah, where I heard the gunshot come from. Yeah. So I'm like, pa, 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 pa. Well, he hits the ground and like starts screaming and he's like, oh my God, I didn't know it was loaded. And I'm like, bro, like, what are you doing, bro? Dang, like, bro. in this, like, split second. Because I know, yeah. like, the, the neighborhood that I was living in was, like, a super, like, rich white people nice. neighborhood yeah. for the city. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the cops are going to be there in, like, a minute. And so I'm, like, I turn I Once I realized what was going on, I'm, like, bro. I'm, like, get the fuck out of my house, bro. So he runs out the front door. It's all shattered and everything. He runs out the front door. I gather up all my stuff, like, get all my guns. I had, like, five pound. I had mason jars full of uh dissolute which like a pound of dissolute is like five six grand well i had like five or six of those big ass mason jars in the freezer and like a bunch of other drugs i like don't even know what that is bro dissolute it's like um 
it's like the purest one of the purest forms of THC you can get. It's like when they press it and it just comes out the oil. Like that's what carts are made out of. Okay. Okay. So it's like super, super concentrated THC. Dang. Um, so I grabbed my guns. I had a girl over at my house that had a car. And so, uh, I grabbed my guns. I grabbed all the drugs and like all the money and stuff and stuff, leave everything else there. Just grab like all the very, very illegal stuff. Like I even left like a bunch of like packs of weed there. Um, run out to the car load all this stuff in her car, take off, go to her house for like an hour just to like let stuff cool down. Well, I'm thinking, I'm like, best case scenario, the cops just pulled up, knocked on the door. You know what I'm saying? Nobody answered and they left. Yeah. But I go, we get in her car. This is like two hours later. Go to drive past to kind of like see what's going on. Bro, there's like seven or eight cop cars outside. There's like three crime scene units. They had kicked my door in, okay, and there's just, like, an assembly line, like, going to these vans. And they're carrying all of my stuff, all of my clothes, all of my shoes, everything. And what? it's like, yeah, I had everything. Because, like, I was living there, bro. Like, yeah, that was yeah. my house. I had everything in there. Like, all of my personal documents, <laughs> like, my birth certificate, my social security card, like, evidence, bro. Yeah. Like everything is there. So we drive past. And I just, like, sink down the seat. I'm like, keep driving, keep driving, keep driving, keep driving. And I'm like, shit. Like, what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's going to happen now? Yeah. Which is like, like I said, the the house wasn't in my name. Mm-hmm. It was in my <laughs> plug's dad's name. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, that's almost worse because now right. my plug is like, are you kidding me, bro? Like, I trusted you yeah. to move yeah. into my old house in my dad's <laughs> name and you getting a shootout in it. You know what I'm saying? And bring the cops there. Dang. But it's like, I mean, I have no idea. Like, that's one of the situations I was saying. Like, I don't know how I got that lucky, but like nothing ever came of that. Like nothing what? ever. Nothing, bro. Nothing wow. ever, ever came out. I mean, obviously, I was probably, like, most likely on a watch list. Like, they were probably keeping an eye yeah, on me. Yeah, probably so, like, yeah. I never, I never got arrested for it. Dang, I never dude. got any warrants issued for it. So, it's like, yeah, that's one of them crazy stories that I can't even, like, I have so many of those, bro. Like, that's why I always be telling people, like, I don't even think my life is real. It's like the shit that be happening to me, bro. Your life isn't real, bro. It's crazy. Tell, tell them what you were telling me in the car about. About your Snapchat and how you, uh, you're just famous, bro. <laughs> I, it's not even like I'm famous, but my... Uh, I'm going to get your autograph after this, though. Nah, uh, my sna- I mean, my Snapchat, like... What is it? Uh, Wait, do, like you want, do, you want, do you want people to know it or what? You can, you can add me. Subscribe to me. Tyler7856. Professor Finesse. <laughs> add me on that. You know what I'm saying? I'll be going big. Uh, but yeah, like, um, my Snapchat... That's, like, one of the reasons that I was able to sell so much is because, like, I, like I'm like i clouded up, bro. Like, I got a bunch of people got me on Snapchat. Um, I did, yeah, I just be posting, like I was telling you, like, I just be posting crazy. Like, I just think of shit and then post it. Like, I don't think, like, is this socially acceptable? Is this, like, frowned upon by society? Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm just going to post it. Um, but, yeah, that's what, that's, like, that's what really, really, like, enabled me to, do the shit I was doing is because I got so much, so many, so like literally like a following on Snapchat. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like I post, hey, I got all these drugs. Who needs them? You know what I'm saying? And I got, that's where all of my clients came from. That's where every, like pretty much every sale I got was off of Snapchat. Damn, and bro. It's like, yeah, I used to, uh, bro, like I used to do crazy shit. Like I used to do like stash and grabs. You know what that is? Mm-hmm. Like I would literally, like I would just, uh, I would like ride around the city and like go in like, a random gas station and put like 
500 $1,000 in, like, the changing station and be, like, record it and be, like, this is at the gas station on blah, 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 come pick it up. And then I'd go to a different spot and put, like, an ounce of weed and be, like, this is here, come pick it up, go Dang, to a different bro. spot. And so it's, like, I've, I've always been doing crazy shit on Snapchat. That's um, Bro, you've been, you've been doing these um, – that's like a marketing thing that like literally, bro. I'm smart, do. bro. I'm I'm not stupid, bro. I, I might not, I didn't say I you might were. act stupid, but I I know I know what I'm doing, bro. That's I, mean, I I wish that I would have put that towards something productive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, like yeah. if I if I would have started a a business and then right. marketed it like that, like I could be a millionaire by now. But it's like unfortunately, I was doing all that cool stuff. Cool stuff to sell drugs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, which is like that's not cool. Yeah, bro. You know what's crazy is that you were doing that, like. You were making money doing that. I was, I it went to school for four years and lost money to not even learn that, bro. They didn't even teach me any of that. I could teach you, bro. I could, <laughs> teach, I could teach you sales, bro. Teach me, bro. I mean, once you once you know how to sell stuff, it's like you can you can sell anything. I mean, I, I wish I wouldn't have learned sales with drugs, but right. I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely thankful that I have some sort of a like sales background because it's mm-hmm. like if I can sell drugs as good as I did, I know I can sell. Really anything like I could sell cars like yeah I could sell ice to an Eskimo like yeah I could sell so. water to a fish for sure probably true bro yeah bro you what are you what are some goals you have in, in the future like um, in terms of jobs do you have any like goal like aspirations to like own your own business or I like and I really I definitely want to own my own business I mean right before I came down here I like I didn't even really start but like I made like uh. I did, like, a little website and, like, little flyers to start this little, like, power washing company just because okay. I know, like, you can make – there's so much money to be made in power washing, bro. Like, yeah. people don't realize. Oh, yeah. Like, if you go power wash somebody's driveway, bro, it's, like, 300 bucks. Yep. You do their back patio, like, a little, like, 10 by 10 patio. That's, like, 250 300 bucks. Like, sidewalk blocks are, like, $10, $15 a block. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, <laughs> bro, you can go make – and it's, like, power washing, bro. That's not, like, hard work. Like, that shit's fun. Like, it's satisfying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you've ever power washed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's fun, bro. So it's like something, if I could do something like that, you know what I'm saying, and just use, because, like, I'm I'm like a people person. Like, I can, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can, because it's like to, to sell a product, you have to sell yourself first. That's true. You know true. what I'm saying? Like, you have to make people interested in what you're buying. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm already good at that. Like, I'm a very, very, like, people-inclined person. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I could definitely I'm I'm very confident that I could make it big, definitely in the sales world. That's cool, bro. You ever heard of the Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. There you go, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just watched that movie a couple months ago. I was like, bro, I could do that, bro. You're like, bro, that's me. Yeah, for sure. That's wild though, right? Like people yeah. obviously he was doing illegal stuff too, but you could do it legally. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Fresh start. That's that's, that's the plan. Is I'm really just I mean, like I said, I've already like done a complete 180 personally, you know what I'm saying? And just, like, yeah, I I, I really just want to, like, I just got tired of it, bro. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do drugs anymore. I don't want to sell drugs anymore. I don't want to rob people. I don't want to be scared to leave the house. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to keep looking over my shoulder. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I I really don't, I don't want to be involved in any part of the lifestyle that I was living before I came down here. Yeah. And it's like that's another big reason that I came down to Texas instead of like going somewhere locally. Is it's like I know way too many people in St. Louis, bro. Like I know like everybody. And if I don't know them, they for sure know me. 
Yeah. And so it's like I wanted to come somewhere where I don't know anybody. I don't know anything. You know what I'm saying? Like a real like hundred percent clean slate. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knows me. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody knows my reputation. Nobody knows me. It's this like bad person. Yeah, bro. You know 100%. What I'm so it's like now I can reinvent myself and I can, you know what I'm saying, have whatever image that I choose to portray. Mm-hmm. Just hopefully a good one. So far, so good. Hey, do me a favor. Hold this part of the mic and push this cord in towards the mic. All right. Let me hear you talk again. Hello, hello, hello. Is that good? Keep talking. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, that's good. All right. Cool. It um, it sounded like it just got disconnected a little bit, but it's good. It, it It's fine. No big deal. Um. Yeah, bro. That's cool. And that's the cool thing about a fresh start is that you can do anything now. Yeah. You can yeah, do anything. Yeah. And you have, now you have like, now you have like a legit solid group of people. Yeah. Yeah. That will help you. And it'll be all be like, quote unquote, the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's definitely, that's one of the things I'm most grateful for. It's just like I was saying earlier, just like the people that I'm surrounded myself now, like I was saying in the car, like when I was surrounded myself with such negative and such bad people, like, look what I got out of that. I got negative situations. I got bad things. And so it's like now if I'm able to, in my mind, at least hopefully if I'm able to surround myself with good people, surround myself with positive energy, positive, you know what I'm saying, everything that hopefully my life will start turning positive, mm. you know what I'm saying, as, as opposed yeah. to negative. Um, bro, what would you, if you could go back right now to the to the Tyler today, what would you go back and tell your 14-year-old self, your 15-year-old self, kind of before you got into like the heat of all this stuff. Is there anything you would say? Um, I mean, first of all, definitely don't do drugs. Like it sounds cliche, but like, yeah. don't. You know what I'm saying don't do drugs. Um, don't, uh, don't seek validation. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't try to be cool. Don't try to fit in. Mm-hmm. Just be, be yourself, be who you are. And if, if somebody doesn't like you for who you are, then fuck them. You know what I'm saying like that. You <laughs> yeah. don't, cause that's, a, that's like yeah. one of the, one of the, like, I almost kind of hate to say it, but like a lot of the stuff that I did, like I just wanted to be cool, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Like I was seeing people that were selling drugs and having all this cool stuff and having all this like quote unquote power. Yeah. And it's like, I wanted that. Like I want to be, you know what I'm saying? I want to be that guy that, right. You know 100%. what I'm saying? You walk into a room and everybody's like, Oh, and like that's that's kind of where, that's that's really is where I got, you know what I'm saying? Like, fortunately or unfortunately, it's like because I mean, even like back to my Snapchat, like, like there was literally there was points where because like when I was rolling around like selling drugs, having all these guns on me, like mm-hmm. I used to just go around and fight people like just for fun, just to fight, just because I liked fighting, you know what I'm saying? But like, what do you mean? I just, I used to just literally like go around. I used to like pay people, offer people money to jump me and like see if they could come beat my ass and like fight them literally just to like get an adrenaline rush. And it's like looking back on it now, like now I can recognize because like I, bro, I used to put money on my own head. Like I used to go and like I would go down to the, uh, literally like, I keep wanting to say these things that nobody else is going to know, but like I used to go down to the rooftop or the riverfront and I would like post on my Snapchat. I'd be like, Hey, I'm down here by myself. I have no guns on me and I have like five, $10,000 in my pocket. Like somebody come 
like test my gangster. Somebody come take it off of me. You know what I'm saying? And it's like looking back on it now, like I was so depressed and so unhappy in life that like I literally wanted, I genuinely wanted somebody to come kill me. Like I wanted somebody to come like shoot me. And so it's like, that's why I was given a motive. I was like, Hey, I'm down here by myself with no guns. I got $10,000 in my pocket. Somebody come kill me and take this money. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nobody ever did it. So now people are thinking like, Oh, this dude's gangster. Like this dude, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody, nobody fucks with him. Nobody's gonna, mm. you know yeah, what I'm nobody wants exactly. to try him. And so it's like, it ended up working out. Like, I'm not going to say, I don't want to say it worked out for the better, but like, I mean, thankfully I didn't die. Right. Which like, that was kind of like what I was wanting was I was genuinely wanting somebody to come kill me and take this money off. Like I used to do that all the time, bro. Like literally like multiple nights a week, I would literally like post where I'm at. And it's like for somebody who's robbing people for like substantial amounts of money, bro. Like robbing people for like twenty, thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars Like I wouldn't even let nobody know my address. I wouldn't ever let anybody know where I was at. Like if I was making a sale, I'd meet them up the street. And so it's like, when I post my direct location, like, hey, I'm on this corner of these cross streets. Excuse me. I'm sitting here by myself. Like, somebody come. Somebody come do something. You know what I'm saying? And it's like yeah. nobody ever, ever came and killed me. Like, that's clutch. But, like, <laughs> you clutch. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just looking back on it now, like, do you, like, you got to be in such, like, a such a bad spot. Mm-hmm. So really, and like really what it stemmed from was like, like I said, like I've been depressed, like as long as I can remember. And like, I remember telling my mom, like when I was a little kid, like I want to die. Like I want to kill myself. And she would always tell me, well, if you kill yourself, you go straight to hell. Mm. Like there's no if, ands, or but like if you, if you kill yourself, you're, you know what I'm saying? Like pretty much like stepping. Cause she used to always tell me like that God has a plan for you. And so if you kill yourself, you're cutting that plan off. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, God's plan isn't for you to kill yourself. Like mm. He wants, he He puts you on this earth to do something. And so it's like, if you step in on that, you know what I'm saying, and play God and kill yourself and end your life, you go straight to hell. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to kill myself because right, right. I don't want to go to hell. But if somebody kills me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the shortcut. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would, I could die, which at the time, which is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I would still have a slim chance of going to heaven. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, Looking back on it now, bro, like, I'm just, like, I'm so glad that that stuff worked out the way it did, you know what I'm saying, and that I finally, I finally, like, woke up and just, like, realized, like, I literally, it, it was like a, like, an aha moment, like, I literally just, like, and then another one of the big things for me was, like, I had always been selling drugs and, like, serving all these geeks, you know what I'm saying? Like, like bro, literally. What does that mean, bro? Like selling drugs to these, like, I mean, crackheads, bro. Okay. You know what I'm okay, saying? And so okay. it's like, um, these these people are coming to my house, like, uh, uh, and I'm like giving any drugs. I'm like, bro, look at these losers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Look at these blah 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 blah. And then it's like, all of a sudden, I wake up and I'm the one taking all these pills. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. the one doing these drugs. It's like I went from the plug that's selling to these people, you know what I'm saying, to now I'm the one using. Like, I'm the one sitting here getting high off my own supply. You yeah. Know I'm saying? Like Biggie says, like, broke the tank crack commandments, bro. <laughs> like, you can't do that. And so it's like that's, that's really one of the major things that, like, just, like, that sliver of pride I had left. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be viewed as, like, a crackhead, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like I was able to 
I say was able to hide it, but it's like obviously when I was saying all that weight I dropped. I mean, I can I pretty sure I showed you the pictures. Like I had like permanent black eyes, bro. Like my yeah. eyes were sunken in, and so it's like I thought I was hiding it pretty well, but it's like obviously I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? You can't right. when you're doing almost a script of thirties a day. You can't hide it. You know what I'm saying? Like people know, but it's like just being really like just waking up, dude, mm-hmm. and just being like, bro, like I cannot believe that like I'm sitting here dope sick, like throwing up hardcore addicted to drugs it's like because I, I was genuinely like wanted to stop you know what i'm saying taking perks wanted to stop doing all this stuff and it's like whenever i would try to stop i would get so sick bro like i thought i was dying like that's what i mean obviously i you probably never withdrawn from drugs nah, but it's bro. like you literally feel like you're dying yeah like all day 24 hours straight for like three days three Jeez. four days like you can't you it doesn't stop that's until wild. it until it stops the only thing I've withdrawn from is just cake, bro. Hell yeah. Just the sugar. Hell yeah. I'm addicted to it, bro. I'm not sober from that yet, but bro, yeah, that's crazy. Good I can't day, even. Bro. I can't even. You like cake? I don't. I really don't, bro. It's surprising because I'm fat, but I don't like. I don't really like cake. I don't really like cookies. I like ice cream. Okay. I like ice cream a lot, but yeah, I don't really. It, it's just it's too sweet for me. It hurts my teeth. Dang, bro. Yeah, I don't. I really don't like cake. No, you're good, bro. That's good. It's not popping out. It's not. All right, all right. Yeah, you're good. It's. I could just hear like a little bit of like. I don't even know what it's called. A bro. Disconnection going on somewhere, something there. But it's good now. Um, it sounds like whenever you go like this, it sounds like it kind of sounds like it's pulling like hello, it, hello. it's unplugged. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, they come back. Yeah, you just got to right. be in front of it, and then sometimes it'll catch it'll catch you on like a pause, and then it'll because what it does is it intentionally tries to. Block out, out. Like the, the yeah. white noise, like the background noise. Yeah, and so if it thinks that's what your voice sounds like at the time, like if it catches you when you're like, stop, and then sometimes it'll sound quiet even though you're talking, it'll, I don't know. Yeah. Dude, the other, mic, the other mics I had were, it picked up everything, and that was like the issue. Yeah. Because I would talk to somebody across the table, yeah. and it would get their voice on my mic, and yeah. vice versa, and so whenever you're trying to edit, it's like an echo, and it was, yeah. it was just annoying. But, um, dude, wild life, bro. You, you okay? What did you you told me? Um, that's not even that's not. I haven't even really gotten like the really crazy shit, bro. Like that's just. Let's like, get into. You want to get in some crazy stuff then? I mean, if you can get in some crazy stuff. Come on, crazy face, dude. Let me hear it. I mean, uh, I mean, really, like. <laughs> it's so funny to me, bro. You always start your your crazy stories with the chuckle. You're always laughing. Because it's like I, <laughs> it's now wild. I can't do, I can't do anything but laugh. Bro, it's wild. It's just like the I don't even know how I got myself in these situations, bro. Yeah. And it's just like even. The fact that I got myself into these situations and then the fact that I somehow got myself out yeah. is even crazier. Yeah. It's like I can't do anything but laugh. I mean. <laughs> there it goes again. I mean, obviously, one <laughs> uh, probably, I mean, like the craziest shit that's definitely the craziest shit that's ever happened. Um, just like, uh, sorry, so I'm going to kind of start from the beginning. So I had been... Uh, I had my own apartment at this time. Uh, I was an electrician's apprentice, like, trying to get my life somewhat straight. I was still selling drugs on the side, but, like, I wasn't a full-time drug dealer. Um, So I was an electrician's apprentice, uh, got my own apartment, had a company truck. Like, everything was going good. Well, I ended up getting in a fight with my boss and getting fired. Like a a fist fight or, like, a verbal fight? not just, like, a verbal fight. Um, So 
I go home. He texts me. He's like, hey, uh, just want to let you know you're fired. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to need the company truck back, obviously. It was like I was using that as my daily driver. Like, it was my personal vehicle. Um, so I'm like, man, I'm like, fuck this dude. I'm going to go fuck the truck up before he gets it back. You know what I'm saying? Well, I go outside, and he's waiting there. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So I'm like, well, shit. So I just give him the keys back, go inside. I'm like, shit, like, what am I going to do now? Like, you know what I'm saying? I got rent, electric, utilities, phone bill, uh, charter. You know what I'm saying? I got all these bills. Right, I got right, all right. the food. Charter. That's important, too. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I got all these bills. Like, how am I going to make ends meet now? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I'm going to have to, which, like, I didn't want to go back to selling drugs. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm put in a position where it's like I got to find a new career path quick, like today. Yeah. Or I got to start selling drugs. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, what am I going to do, you know, to figure out what I'm going to do? So I'm like, I got a good idea. Like I'm going to go on like a four-day bender and just like party. So I was talking to this girl. Her mom uh, had passed away from cancer. Yeah. And left her the house. So she had – she was, like, my age and had, like, a nice-ass house. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I leave my apartment, go to her house. I'm like, hey, I'm going to throw a party. So I post on my Snapchat, like, promote this party. I'm like, hey, I'm having a party tonight. Like, everybody pull up. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're about to get lit. So come over. Everybody comes over there. I went and, like, bought a bunch of alcohol. Obviously had a bunch of drugs. You know what I'm saying? So everybody comes over. Well, this party turns into, like, a four-day, like, nonstop party. Dang. Like, just going crazy. Like, I, I don't do uppers. I don't, because they give me anxiety. I don't like Coke. I don't like none of that. I don't like ecstasy. I don't like none of that. Yeah. But I was doing Coke, like, this whole, like, four-day stretch. So, I was up for four days at this point. Um, So, I'm like, uh, I tell this girl, she's passed out in her bed, tired of going on a four-day party. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go back to my apartment. Uh, I'm going to shower, like, get freshened up. I was still in the same clothes for four days. Hadn't showered for four days. Like, yeah disgusting um so i'm like i'm like i'm gonna go back to my house freshen up you know what i'm saying like take a shower probably take a little nap like much needed you know what i'm saying um so i go i got like one of my homeboys one of my homeboys went with me we had like two or three girls with us um we get back to my apartment me and uh me and these two girls are about to get in the shower yeah right like showers running i'm standing there in my underwear like about to get in the shower. Well, over the shower, I heard dun, 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 on my front door. I'm like, oh, shit. There's only one person that knocks like that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's the police. Mm-hmm. So I go out there in my underwear, go to the front door, look through the peephole, and there's black, like a thumb with black gloves on it covering the peephole. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, shit. And it's like I'm on the third floor of an, of an apartment complex, and there's like in a it's like a smaller building, so there's, like, an apartment on every corner. So it's like there's no way I can get out. You know what I'm saying? But at the, I'm thinking, like, what's going through my head? I'm like, I didn't do anything. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I, I haven't been selling like that. I didn't do anything that I remember. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, why am I getting swatted right now? And so I'm like, hey. I'm like, who is it? And he's like, it's Amarin, which is, like, the electrical company back in St. Louis. He's like, it's Amarin. And so I'm like, Amarin? I'm like, what are y'all here to forcefully change a light bulb? Like, that's literally what I said. I'm like, Amron doesn't knock like that. And he's like, uh, he's like, Tyler Crank, we got a warrant for your arrest. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, we got the place around it. He's like, come out now or we're going to bust your door down. And so I'm like, 
you know what I'm saying? Again, I'm thinking like I didn't do anything deserving of the SWAT team. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, like I'll talk to you guys, whatever. So I undo the deadbolt. As soon as I unclick the deadbolt, they kick the door down. Well, there's two dudes behind the riot shield. And they, like I said, I'm a pretty big dude. Like I was like, I was even bigger at the time. This was, uh, this was last year. I was fat, bro. I was like 280, bro. Yeah. Dang. Bro. Yeah. Big old chunga. You're swole, bro. Chunga's <laughs> not, not swole, bro. It's fat, bro. It's fat. Uh, so it's two dudes behind the riot shield, bro. They hit me in my chest and send me flying, bro. Like eight feet. I shit you not, like through the air. I fly backwards, land flat on my back, knock the air out of me. Okay. Well, like 10 or 12 dudes come in there, with full SWAT team, bro. They come in there and just start literally beating the shit out of me, bro. Like <laughs> stomping me, kicking me in my face, bro. Like they were taking their rifles and just like stabbing me with it like spears. Like I had a bunch of like circle bruises all over me. They beat my ass, bro. So they didn't read me my rights, didn't tell me why I was getting arrested. I know nothing at this point. I'm mm-hmm. sitting there like, bro, I was trying to cooperate. Like I was going to talk to you guys. Like you didn't have to come in here and beat the shit out of me. So they uh, they handcuff me behind my back. They handcuff my feet, grab my feet, and just like drag me oh, out of my. Like, and, you, and you still in your underwear at this point? Or yeah. You, you, yeah. No, th- well, actually, they they let me throw on a pair of shorts. And, okay. like, I had like a pair of shorts and a t-shirt laying right there. So they like get dressed. We're taking them. So they arrest me. Hand they handcuff me and then put like the zip tie handcuffs around my feet. Grab me by my feet like a suitcase handle. Yeah. And just drag me down out of my door, down the steps. So I'm sitting like, dum, 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 hitting my head on every step Jeez, going down. Bro. bro. They bring me outside, drag me through this like rough ass parking lot, like shred my skin up, like scrape the shit out. Like it's so unnecessary. Um, <laughs> bring me out to this unmarked red Dodge Caravan, just a minivan. Okay. They pull up in the slide door. There's no seats in it, there's just the two front seats. There's no seats in it, bro. I swear to God, God strike me down. <laughs> There's a hammer, a set of spike strips, and then a bunch of zip ties just sitting there. That's the only thing on the floor. And so they pick me up and throw me in there. And so I'm sitting there, and I, like, look down at this stuff, and I turn around. And I'm like, are y'all about to torture me? Like, are y'all literally, yeah. like, going to torture Dang, me? Bro. They're like, no, we're not going to torture you. Shut up. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm, like I said, I'm not thinking that. I did anything deserve so I'm like this has to be like a mix up like this has to be, you know what I'm saying like a, a case of mistaken identity something right and so I'm like sitting there joking around like we're driving on the way to police headquarters I'm like telling them to put music on I'm like hey I'm like y'all can you play some music like put on some Chief Keef like blah, blah, blah. like <laughs> literally like joking around like to the point where they're sitting there like laughing and we're like having like conversation bro Dang. like with the with the SWAT team dudes so they get me to the police headquarters. Take me upstairs, put me in this interview room, just like this little like, like probably on the like, yeah, like a six by eight <laughs> room with just like one. Ch- this there was like two uh, plastic chairs and a and a table. So they bring me in there. Uh, I'm sitting in there for like four hours, bro, and like I'm I don't I have no idea, absolutely no idea what's going on. So I'm like laying on the floor, like trying to sleep. I've been awake for like four days, so I'm like trying to like get a little bit of sleep in. I don't know what's happening right now. So they come, take me out of that little room, bring me into this, like, bigger room with, like, a table. It was probably, like, eight seats, like, four on each side. Yeah. Well, there's a camera pointing at they. I was in, like, on my own, like, individual chair. Yeah. There's a camera pointing at me. There's, like, a microphone sitting on the table, like, one of those, like, tape recorders. Okay, well, these two dudes, these two bald dudes in suits come in. 
I swear to God, this is I'm I have not embellished, lied about any of this. <laughs> These two bald dudes come in, bro. They're like Tyler Crank, blah 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 blah. Uh, how are you doing? And I'm like, pretty bad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like I just got the shit beat out of me. Like I had a black eye. They broke one of my veneers. Like Dang. I had all those bruises on me. I'm like, well, I'm like, you just sent the whole retard goon squad into my apartment. <laughs> they kicked my door in and beat the shit out of me. You know what I'm saying in front of all these girls, like in my underwear, like that. Obviously, wasn't fun. Like, so I tell them, I'm like, what am I here for? Like, why? Why is this? Why did I just get swatted and beaten up and arrested? <laughs> this is so crazy, bro. You can Google it. This is like this really happened, bro. You, uh, you can Google it, bro. Google they tell it. me, literally, you Google my name. That's this is what comes up, bro. So I ask him, I'm like, why am I here for? Like, why am I being arrested? They're like, Tyler Crank, you're, you're you, <laughs> bro. This is so crazy, bro. Like, I still don't even like. Anyways, bro, I'm like, why am I being arrested? They're like, Tyler Crank, you got arrested. We're arresting you for first degree murder. First degree murder, bro. And so I literally like, I'm like. I tell him straight up, I was like, hey, hey, hey. I was like, I sell drugs. Like, I've robbed a couple people here and there, but like, I don't kill people, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't kill people. There's, there should be no reason that I'm getting arrested for first degree murder right now. You know what I'm saying? So they, they tell me, they're like, yeah, uh, we arrested you for first degree murder. You killed this kid. I'm not going to like get into any of the specifics of it, but they're like, you killed right. this kid because, uh, my cousin Justice, which we were like best friends, like we were like super, super tight. Rest in peace, Juice. Um, he had gotten shot, like it was almost a year before this happened. Well, the kid, I'm trying to be careful with my words here. The kid who set him up, because like what what had happened was he, like, it sucks to say, but like I almost partially blame myself because. He had seen me selling, you know what I'm saying, and having all this money. And it's like he was always wanting for me to put him on and for me to, you know what I'm saying, get him in it. But it's like I didn't want him. Like I loved the shit out of Justice, bro. Like that was my person, bro. That was my best friend. And so I was like I don't want him. Like he's too smart. He's too talented. He was so good at sports, bro. He was like the best athlete I've ever seen. Just like a natural at everything he did, bro. Yeah, yeah. He could sing. He could rap. He could dance. Dang. He could do Literally, like, he was a god, bro. So he's always coming up to me, wanting to sell, wanting me to put him on. I'm like, no. I'm like, you're not going to sell. I'm I'm not going to let you do that. I'm like, the whole point of selling is you want to go sell these drugs so you get your profit, you get some money, you know what I'm saying? And then for me and him, you know what I'm saying, like, you get some free weed to smoke, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you get a bunch of free weed to smoke, and then you get your money that you make. And so I'm like... I'm gonna take all of the all of the work out of it. I'm like come to come to my house every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whenever, and I'll give you a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, and then I'll give you an ounce of weed. So you don't have to sell, but you get the profit, you know what I'm saying, and you get the smoke, which is the only reason that you sell. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Well I guess that that wasn't good enough. He wanted to not saying that he wanted to be like me, but like he wanted to do the he wanted to put the work in. He wanted to sell. So he was trying to sell. He had ended up, uh, these kids had called him and wanted to buy like a quarter pound of weed. Well, he had went elsewhere. I don't know who he was getting the shit from, but he had went, he had a uh, he had a quarter pound. He was meeting up with these kids to um, 
to buy this quarter pound of weed. The whole time they were wanting to rob him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they knew that he wasn't a pussy. So it's like their whole plan was whenever we pull up, have him get in the car, we're going to turn around, we're going to shoot him in the arm or like shoot him in the shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Scare the shit out of him. Because it's like when you're shot, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm still not. It's like, oh, fuck, I just got shot. Like, yeah, take the weed. Right. Well, they ended up shooting him in the chest, pushing him out the car. His friend left him. Okay, so middle of winter, he's laying in a parking lot, bleeding out, ends up dying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the Dang. kid who set that up, the kid who set that robbery up, um, ends up dead. They find him dead on his front porch. I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I have no involvement in it. I have I have no idea right about I don't know anything you know what I'm saying and so they tell me at the time I didn't even know that was who because the the kid the reason really that I was so connected with it was the kid who um, set him up and got killed I was friends with yeah and we used to hang out all the time you know what I'm saying like people seen us together and it's like I didn't even know after Justice died me and that kid hung out multiple times after that because I didn't know that he was the one got my cousin killed you know what I'm saying like obviously if I would have known that who knows what would have happened but I genuinely didn't know that so you know what I'm saying I'm sitting in this interrogation room and they tell me they're like you killed this kid because he set up justice he's the one who got justice killed and so I'm sitting there I'm like I'm hearing this for the first time Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so I'm like what like my homeboy got my best friend and my cousin killed you know what I'm saying? And then I'm arrested for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sitting here, and it's like, life or first-degree murder, bro, that's the only thing they still give you life without no possibility of parole. Right. Like, that's life, period. Like, the rest of your living days in prison. And so I'm sitting there, and I, like, tell them straight up, I was like, bro, I was like, I sell drugs. I was like, but I don't kill people. Like, I've, I don't kill people, bro. Like, yeah, I, I used to carry a bunch of guns, but it's like I never had to use them because everybody always, like, I don't want to say feared me, but, like, they knew, like, I'm not with the bullshit, bro. Like, I'm not the one. <laughs> and so it's like I've never, I really had never been put in a position to where I had to protect my life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, bro, I don't kill people. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I couldn't even hurt a, a animal. Like, I couldn't even... You probably see my Snapchat. I go around catching little baby geckos and like sitting there, like making them little houses and shit. Like I, I'm not gonna <laughs> kill somebody, bro. And so, uh, as soon as they tell me that, they're like, "Yeah, arresting you for first degree murder. You killed this kid who set up your cousin." I'm like, I don't want to say, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like even they tell you anything you say can and will be used against you. Mm-hmm. They don't say, "Oh, we're just gonna." Lay the facts out here, but no, they're gonna do anything you say is gonna get used against you. Yeah. Even if they have to like crop and edit stuff to make it sound bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. So immediately I'm like, uh I'm like, I need a lawyer, bro. Smart. So they're like, all right. They uh put me back in handcuffs. I think I was I was handcuffed this whole time, I'm pretty sure. Um they bring me over, transport me across the street to the Justice Center, which is like the jail of downtown St. Louis. Yeah. Bring me up to the top floor, like the maximum security, like where murderers are at you know what i'm saying right process me uh make me get butt naked and cough all that shit bro like take my mug shots put me in a cell and close the door and walk away so i'm sitting bro i'm sitting here and this i didn't even have a bed it was just like a plastic it's like a plastic sled with a wool blanket 
and then a little like cardboard pillow. And so I'm literally like, they put me in a, and I'm like waiting for something to be like, oh, just kidding, you're getting pranked. Like this is a this is a episode of some TV show where we get random people and see what the, no, they put me in there, close the door, lock it, and I'm like, there's no way this is like I'm literally thinking that like this is a dream or some shit. I'm like, there's no way that this is seriously happening. So I literally lay down on that sled and go to sleep. I'm like, this has to be a dream. Like, I'm going to go to sleep, and when I wake up, I'm going to be in my bed. I go to sleep. I wake up, and I'm still in the cells. I'm like, (laughs) oh, fuck. Literally, these dudes come up, and it's like, one of the cool things about Snapchat is they track your location. Yeah. Even if you turn it off, like, they're they're tracking your shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like, I think that that's one of the one of like the things that really saved my ass was I have Snapchat like the the day that this kid died, got shot, I have videos of me doing completely different shit all the way across the city, you know what I'm saying, at my house. And so it's like I don't know, I like I said I have no idea what went on because I'm going to continue on the story cuz it'll make more sense. So I'm in the cell these uh Guards come up with the same two bald dudes. Yeah. They knock on my cell. They're like, Tyler, do you want to get out? And I'm like, is the Pope Catholic? Yeah. Yeah? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I want to get out. <laughs> so they bring me out, set me like, I don't know if you've ever been to jail. Probably not. But like in the pod, there's like uh, these little like tables with like four like built-in chairs on them. So they come sit me down at this at this uh, this chair, this little table. The two bald dudes have this this piece of paper, like this big ass sheet. Yeah. And they slide it over to me. They're like, sign this. I'm like, what is it? Like, what are you talking about? Sign this. And the dude puts his hand over it and he's like, sign this paper or get the fuck back in your cell. Like, those are his exact words. And so I'm like, all right. So I'm signing this paper, which, like, I'm, I'm, what I'm assuming it is was it was kind of like a, hey, we fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Evidently, yeah. you didn't do like we. They were obviously convinced that I murdered someone. Right, right. But it's like I mean, I guess since they seized my phone and they had my phone and were able to run my location, I, like I said, I have no idea what happened because I didn't. I signed this paper. They they brought me down, gave me gave me my. Uh, they didn't give me my phone back. They gave me like my wallet, the shit I had in my pockets. I had like a couple hundred bucks on me. Give me my jewel back, and then <laughs> and just like. That was it? Yeah, bye. And so I get out, get on a payphone, call this other girl. I'm like, hey, come pick me up from jail. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I had, like I said, like I'm pretty clouded up in St. Louis. So it's like when they posted my, because they posted my mugshots, like on the official like police Facebook page. Oh, dang. Yeah. And so, bro, I get out. I had, like I had multiple phones at this time. So I get on one of my other phones. Logging all my stuff. Bro, within like 24 hours, my mugshot had like over a thousand shares. And wow. like everybody's like sharing it. Everybody, like a bunch of people that I thought were my friends are sharing it. And we're like, I knew this piece of shit was, I knew he was killing people. And I, so I'm like going through and I'm looking at all this shit. And I'm like, bro, like they really like, I didn't even do this. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like now everybody 
thinks you did. Yeah, everybody. Dang. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like Right, yeah, everybody. Everybody, I was on everybody's Snapchat story. You know what I'm saying? I was on everybody's Facebook page. Everybody, because it's like the dude that got shot, the kid that got killed was like pretty, like he was fairly popular in the community. Like a lot of people liked him. And so everybody's like, oh yeah. Like they started a trending hashtag, hashtag fuck Tyler Crank. Dang, yeah. bro. And like everybody was like, yeah, fuck Tyler Crank. Justice for RJ, blah, 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 blah. I knew it's so fucked up. Uh, they were they were friends, and he went and killed his own homeboy, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, I get out, and I'm like, bro, like, I literally, like, had a panic attack. I'm like, dude, like, because for one, I'm fresh out of jail for first-degree murder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've never heard of anybody getting swatted and arrested for murder and then just getting out a day later, and then that's it. Like, normally there's, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's always something going to happen with that. So uh, I get out. I see all this shit. I'm like, bro, oh, my God. Like, I need to talk to, like, the best lawyer in St. Louis. So I call, like, the best lawyer in St. Louis. And I tell him, like, hey, like, I need to meet with you right now. He's like, bring me $3,000, and I'll have a conversation with you. Literally $3,000 just to tell him what happened. Dang. Yeah. So I go into his office, give him $3,000, tell him everything that happened. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, well, shit. He's like, we can't really, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's too early to do anything. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Wait and see if, you know what I'm saying, they follow up on this at all. And so I ended up moving in with my best friend, Kylan. Shout out to KG. He's my boy. Uh, <laughs> I move in with him down in the country, bro. Down in Festus. It's like 40, 45 minutes outside of St. Louis. Go down there, move in with him. This is like the day I get out of jail. Yeah, I didn't, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going back to the city. I'm not doing like that's smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck this. I'm scared. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be involved in this anymore. I'm going to the country to my homeboy's house. So, I go down to Kylan's house, move in with him. Literally, uh, he's the the realest person I've ever met ever, bro. He he's seen that I had got out of jail. He texted me. He was like, come to my house. Right now. He's like, you're moving in with me. You're not leaving my house. Like, you're mm. going to stay with me until, you know what I'm saying, like, we figure out what's going on. Um, So I go down there, move in with him, leave all of my shit at my apartment. Like, I thought about this today. I didn't even close my, uh, my charter and my electric account. Like, they're still billing me. <laughs> For for electric and uh, Dang, bro. yeah, I got a phone call while I was at work, and they was like, "You owe four thousand dollars," and I'm like, "I forgot to get." Like I literally was just like, "Fuck all this!" Like I I don't yeah, you, you mean know what you kind of had to right? Yeah, so I left all. This is like the fifth time that I've started my life over completely. Go down to Kylan's house, leave all my clothes, all my shoes, everything I own at that apartment again. Just completely go back. Call my lawyer like every day. Like, hey, any news? Any updates? He's like, we haven't got any news. But no news is good news. You know what I'm saying? Because we haven't heard anything. And so it's like, obviously, like, I, did, I couldn't sleep for months, bro. Because it's like, I'm always thinking, like, I'm going to get charged with murder. Yeah. Which is like, I already got, I got charged, but not convicted. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you Google me, it still comes up. Like, Tyler Crane was charged with first degree murder April 15th, 2020. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I didn't get convicted because they didn't have enough to... I, I didn't go to trial. I didn't go to, you know what I'm saying? I I didn't stay in jail. Obviously, I'm 
free. Right. Um, but yeah, like I was just calling my lawyer all the time, asking him for updates. He didn't have any updates, didn't have any updates. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's been a year and a half now, almost a year and a half. Nothing, nothing, literally nothing since that day. That's that's why I'm saying like I, I guess that 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 piece of paper that they had me sign was kind of just like a like hey we fucked up like you evidently didn't do this so right. yeah yeah leave and drop it because it's like I could have sued the shit out of them bro yeah they yeah. came and arrested me didn't read me my rights didn't tell me why I was being arrested beat the shit out of me bro yeah like beat me up hella bad and so it's like there's a bunch of stuff that I could have sued them for but the way I was looking at it I was like bro. If y'all let me go and I'm not in prison for life, that's good enough for me. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. And so it's like, I guess that's what that piece of paper was, was like, hey, leave and drop it. Don't ever talk about it again. And we'll drop it and not ever talking about it again. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't, I mean, if any lawyers are watching, let me know if that's a thing or not. But like, <laughs> that's the only thing that I could think of. You know what I'm saying? Because right, it's right. like, that, that doesn't happen, bro. I've never heard of that happening before. But, yeah, that was definitely that was definitely the craziest situation I've ever been in, bro. That's wild, bro. So crazy, bro. And you so still, crazy. so after that situation was like the, where you got a job at the pretzel stand and then you were throwing up and all that no, stuff. No, so um, I was living with KG for like, like six or eight months. I had got a job at his. He worked at this little Cajun restaurant down in Festus. He got me a job there. I was working there for a little bit. Um, you would think I would have learned my lesson, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you would think that I'd be on the straight and narrow. No. So I um, I ended up moving. Uh, the debt collector calling me. He's not getting your money. <laughs> get it back in blood. Um, <laughs> so I have, uh, I ended up moving back down to the city, back Damn. down in downtown. Okay. Start selling drugs again. You know what I'm saying? Start doing, start selling guns again. Start doing all the stupid shit that I was doing before. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, Damn, bro. So I ended up, this is like another thing that really like, like shook me. Um, this was right when I started, like right when I had stopped doing Xanax and I started doing perks. Yeah. This was Christmas Eve of last year. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Just a couple months ago. I go over to my homeboy's house. My homeboy G, the one who we got in a shootout inside of my house. Yeah. Same homeboy. I've been friends with him since like literally first grade. I go over to his house. He's like, bro, he had been doing like which thankfully he isn't he's in treatment now he just got out so he's sober but he had been doing like some hard shit you know what i'm saying he had been doing those press 30s for like a long time and was like i mean when you when you you're doing it for a long time you work your tolerance up you mm. know what i'm saying so yeah, it's like you right. can you can handle doing more so i go over there it's christmas eve bro i'm doing my shit like taking my Xanax like not as not as bad as i was but i'm taking popping a couple bars. We're smoking, taking dabs. Um, he pulls out these perks, these fake 30s. And he's like, bro, let's do some perks. And so I'm like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll do some perks. Yeah. But we start snorting these perks, and I'm keeping up with them, which is stupid. You know what I'm saying? So we was just sitting there 
for like five minutes straight, like just busting down perks, Norton and busting down perks, which they're not perks. It's fentanyl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what it is. There's no like denying it. It's fentanyl. They're pressed. They're fake thirties. We call them dirty thirties. Um, so I start getting like hella hot. Like I'm sweating bullets. And so I'm like, take off my shirt, still sweating, take off my pants, which is like, we're like best friends. Like I'll call his, I call his, still to this day, I call his mom, mom. Right. Like One she of those considers me, Yeah. She okay. considers me her son. Like I go over there. I'm like hella comfortable. Like it's my house. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there in my boxers sweating. It's Christmas Eve, bro. We got the windows open in his room, still sweating balls. I'm like, bro, this is not good, bro. So I walk outside to his little patio table and the little chairs and I'm sitting there light up a cigarette. I'm like, bruh, like, I'm fucked up. Like, a little bit too, which is like, I'm, for me to be too fucked up is saying something, bro. Like, right. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm smoking a cigarette. Dang, bro. I flick the cigarette, bro. It's about to get wild, bro. Bro, <laughs> I flick this cigarette, stand up. As soon as I stand up, boom, just fall face first into the rocks. Oh. Dead. Overdose, bro. Like, literally dead. No heartbeat, no pulse. Like, I am I was dead for, like, six minutes. Well, as soon as I fall, Gavin comes over and is, like, trying to wake me up and, like, trying to do, like, CPR. Well, I'm dead, bro. Like, no pulse, no heartbeat. I'm dead. So he's sitting there. Like I said, he had been doing this shit for a minute. Like, no offense to Gavin, but, like, he, you know what I'm saying, was doing, doing some drugs. So uh, he had Narcan. In his house. What? Yeah. Dang, just yeah. in case? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On some crazy shit, bro. Which, I mean, I like, that's, I'm thankful that he did. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that. So, he brings out this Narcan, bro. Narcan is like single shot, like little syringes that like you shoot up your nose. And it's supposed to like stop you. Whatever's going on, like it sobers you up. It instantly starts you withdrawing. Like it deletes all the drugs from your system. He shoots me with Narcan three times, bro. Dang, bro. Shoots three full shots of Narcan up my nose. Still dead. The ambulance is on the way this time. Like, they're they're pulling up. The ambulance pulls up. Shoots me with Narcan five more times, bro. I got shot with a Narcan a total of eight times, bro. Like, I 100%, 100% should have died, bro. Like, forever dead. So, ambulance pulls up. They shoot me with Narcan like five more times. I wake up as they're loading me into the ambulance. I'm on a stretcher. Gavin is sitting there, like, bawling. Like, that's my best friend, bro. Like, yeah. Like, my brother. Um, He's sitting there bawling his eyes out, like, crying, screaming, thinking I'm dead. So I wake up. I'm like, no way, bro. I'm like, did I seriously just die? Like, I seriously just overdosed and died, bro. Like, that's hella embarrassing. I'm not thinking embarrassing. like. Embarrassing. Yeah, I'm not thinking like, <laughs> oh, my God, thank God I'm alive. I'm sitting there. I'm like, bro, I can't believe I just did that, bro. I'm like, that's so, that's pussy, bro. <laughs> I straight just snorted some perks and died, bro. So I wake up as they're loading me into the ambulance. I think that I'm like, damn, that's embarrassing. Go out, die again, bro. Flatline. Oh, shit. Yeah, the first time I was dead for like six or seven minutes, which is a long time for your brain not to have oxygen. Okay. Flatline again, dead. Like, went back into overdosing. They had to shoot me with Narcan like three or four more times. This time I wake up in the hospital. It's like 4 o'clock, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning at this point. I wake up. I'm in a hospital bed. I got an IV in both arms. I got, like, chest like monitor, yeah. whatever, monitors. Um, I wake up. I'm like, bro, what the 
fuck. And so I literally grabbed the IVs, bro. <laughs> you can ask my mom, bro, because I had called her to pick me up. I called my mom. I'm like, hey, I'm at the hospital. I just died, but I'm awake now. And, like, I don't, I don't really have a relationship with my mom. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't, like, I'm not going to say she doesn't help me with anything, but, like. You're on your own still. Yeah, I'm completely on my own. So I couldn't think of anybody else to call for some reason, even though I've been doing shit on my own for all these years. Anyways, I call my mom because I'm, like, hoping that hopefully she would care that her only yeah. son died. You know what I'm saying? So I call him, like, Mom, I just died. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, they brought me back. I'm, like, I'm up at St. John's up the street. Like, can you come pick me up? And this is at, like, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So for some reason, she says yes. She's, like, yeah, I'll come pick you up. So I'm, like, all right. Grab these IVs. Rip them out of my arms, bro. Rip <sighs> both the IVs out of my arms. And, like, plug the holes like this. And so I'm, like, sitting there. Rip all the chest monitors off and shit. Like, take my bracelet off. They had my clothes sitting on the counter. So I take my... I, I was butt naked under the uh, under the little robe. Yeah. <laughs> take the robe off, put my clothes back on. I'm looking through the cabinets, find my shit, like my phone and my wallet, all that stuff, because I had called her off the hospital phone. Mm. So I'm looking through all the cabinets. I find all my personal, like my personal belongings, which I didn't even think that they kept that in the hospital, like in the room with you, but they did. Um, so I open up all these cabinets, find my stuff, like my wallet, my phone, my jewel, which uh, <laughs> the I same needed jewel? that. No, hell no. I just, Brian just bought me this one, I guess they said. But yeah, so I grab all my shit, run out of the room, run out of the hospital. All the nurses are like, hey, stop him, stop him. I'm like, fuck y'all. Like, I'm fast. Run past everybody, bro. Like, kick open the doors, like, get out, run across. I told my mom, I was like, pull in the, mer- like, pull by the emergency room, but park, like, on the back of the parking lot. Cause like, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna come running out of here. So, run out of the hospital get, like, run out of the emergency room and all that stuff, run, jump in my mom's truck, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, like, sitting there, and, like, I look over, and she's, like, what the fuck? Like, she she didn't say that, but she's, like, what what happened? And so I was, like, uh, I was, like, uh, I accidentally, keep in mind, this is, like, Christmas Eve, bro. Right. So I'm, like, I accidentally overdosed and died. Like, I died twice. In the span of, like, 30 minutes. I was like, I died. You know what I'm saying? Like, they brought me back. They shot me with Narcan, like, 11 times. Um, which is insane, bro. Like, that's why I'm always saying, like, there has to be a reason I'm here. Because, like, all the shit that I've survived, I should not have survived, bro. But they, um, yeah, so they, they uh, I get my mom's truck. She's like, where are you going? I'm like, take me to my homeboy's house. That was where I was living, down in the city. Um. I get to my homeboy's house. I'm like, bro, you're not going to believe this shit. Like, I just overdosed and died. Well, I'm not thinking. His mom, a couple months ago, overdosed and died. And died, yeah. So I'm like, bro, I overdosed and died, but they brought me back. Bro, that shit was lit. I was like, I'm trying to, where the perks at? I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, just being an asshole, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And he's like, you know what I'm saying? then it hits me, I'm like, He's like, yeah, he's like, you're going to have to leave. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to have to yeah. get your shit and get out. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, bro. So I ended up moving in with my sister for a couple months. Listen to this, bro. I'm moving with my sister. I get a job at Purina Farms as a cattle farmer, bro. What? In charge it. <laughs> Who would have ever? I literally, bro, I got this job. I posted on my Snapchat. I was like, it's my first day as a cattle farmer. 
I'm in charge of 360 head of cattle. <laughs> and every yeah, everybody's like, bro. Wow. They were like, you were just selling dope like a couple weeks ago, living in a trap house. Now you're a cattle farmer. Like that's when I say like I've been around, bro. I've done everything, bro. Like I I was literally a cattle farmer for like a good minute, like milking cows and like herding cattle, birthing calves. You know how much I had to lie on the on the uh on the interview and the application and get that job, bro. They called me and I was like, Yeah, I was like, I grew up on a farm, like you know what I'm saying? I've I've shooed horses. I've I've helped birth a couple cows. I've sheared sheep. Never done none of this shit before, ever, bro. I've seen videos of it, but I've never done none of this shit before. Dang, so bro. Somehow managed to get that job as a cattle farmer, bro. Th- did they teach you on the job, or did you learn? Or they did taught you just... me, but, I mean, keep in mind, I lied about so much shit that they're thinking I'm, like, yeah. a farm-raised, uh, you know what I'm saying, like, country boy. So they're like, all right, I'm going to go. Go herd them, go herd them cows up. Go, you know what I'm saying? That one's in birth. That one's giving birth. You see the the baby hooves sticking out of the cow gooch. You know what I'm saying? They're like, go go help that cow burden. So I'm like, all right, mom. Mom <laughs> said, go over and like somehow manage it. Like they never you suspected. Just it out, right? Yeah, yeah, I just like well, it actually is kind of weird. It's like a side story. Um, when they're like giving birth. The, the baby cows come out like this, like head first, and their hooves are like this. And so when they come out, you take this, like, like chain and hook it around their feet, and then you put one foot up on the cow's butt and just pull as hard as you can and just rip this baby cow out of the mama cow. Dang. And, like, it comes out, and, like, when it, when it comes out, like, you f- fall backwards, and, like, the baby cow lands on your chest, and, like, all the afterbirth and, like, all this blood and, like nasty birthing shit like lands on you and so like they have showers at work just for that because like after you birth a cow you have to go jump in the shower dang i mean i was able to i was able to fly by you know what i'm saying like under the radar and they never suspected they i they just assumed that i really was a a true cattle farmer bro how how long did you work there um i want to say i worked there like three months before my sister ended up kicking me out yeah Sister kicked me out. I was bullshit. I still love her. <laughs> you didn't deserve it. Not really. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. I mean, I mean, I broke. I broke the only rule I had. Yeah. You know I'm saying the only rule she had was because like she knew my past and all the shit that I was in. So she was like, one rule is nobody knows you live here. Nobody knows my address. Yeah. Nobody. That's smart. You know what I'm That's saying? a nobody, good rule. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Well, I had G. The same dude that I've gotten into a bunch of stupid situations with. I went down to the city to pick up some weed. Just like a little bit to smoke. Because like Taylor let me smoke there. She didn't mind. Because she knew that like I don't go and smoke. And then like like I just smoke to calm down. You know what I'm saying? Like I still fully functioning. Right, right. Um, So she didn't mind if I smoked. Well, I went down to pick up some weed. um, And I didn't have a ride. I had to be at work the next day. And she was out of town. I was house sitting. For like three days while they were in Arkansas. So I didn't have a ride back to uh, my sister's house. So I had G come and drop me off like up the street, which like I, I didn't give her. I didn't give him her address. He didn't see where her house was. Like I, I really did like right. respect her rules. You know what I'm saying? And had him drop me up off the street just because I was like, even though it's it's my friend since first grade and he would never 
do anything malicious against me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still going to respect her rules. Yeah. Because there's sure. only one of them. No, I got you. But she and she didn't look at it like that. And she was like, you got five minutes to get your shit and get out. So I was like, all right. Dang, bro. Got my shit and got out. Who are you, bro? <laughs> I'm like the, the commercial with the beard. It's like the most interesting man. <laughs> That's pretty much me, bro. In real Dang, life. bro. Like, we could, we could straight, like, go on for hours. Bro. I, I have the most off-the-wall stories ever, bro. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to come back and I'll have to make a part two. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna end on this, bro. I'm gonna ask you this question right here. What's that? So you've already you've already told your 14 year old self what what you would do, right? Yeah. What would you tell people? I mean, I don't know who listens to this, bro. I really don't. I don't really care. You know. Probably nobody that's ever been in my situation. I mean, not until you put it on your Snapchat, then who knows? But. Um, what would you tell somebody in your situation that's currently in there? Like, if let's say somebody in wherever Illinois, they're um, they're going through that. What would you tell them? They're in the middle of this situation when you were in, when you were at your your peak. Like, I guess you would call trap it a, God. your peak peak trap godness, peak, peak prison performance. Yes. What would um, you tell them right now, as sober? Honestly, bro, ninety days. Stop while you still can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop. Don't wait until you get a felony. Mm. Don't wait until you overdose and die. <coughs> Don't wait until, you know what I'm saying, you end up going to prison mm-hmm. or even jail. Jail sucks. You know what I'm saying? Don't wait until something happens to come and knock you off the horse. You know what I'm saying? Like, figuratively. Just stop while you can. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really, like, that's what I had to do was I, I just woke up and I was like, bro, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like enough is enough. I've I've been through enough shit. I've I've earned all the gangster stripes. You know what I'm saying? Like I've done all the cool shit. I've had the money. I've had a house, apartments, I've had cars. Like I've had all that stuff. And it's like none of it was worth it. None of it satisfied me. There was never at any point where I had enough money where I was like, all right, like I'm cool. I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I had a shit ton of money and I was still like, how can I get twice as much? You know what I'm saying? I had a house. How can I get a cooler house? I had a nice apartment. How can I get a better condo? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you're never going to, all of those things are not going to satisfy you until you're satisfied with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, if you're constantly looking for material things to fill that void, which is what it was for me. I was doing all this stuff because I was unhappy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. didn't want to, I didn't want to be who I was. I didn't want to feel how I felt. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, just don't, uh, don't wait until it's too late. Just make up. All you have to do is make yeah. like re- seriously, bro. If I can do it, literally anybody can do it, bro. Like if I can decide that I'm done, come down here and get sober do all this stuff, go to church multiple times a week. You know what I'm saying? Not only go to church, just sit in the front row, bro. Sit in the front row. I see you up there. Get there a couple hours early and help set up. (laughs) Stay late and break down. You know what I'm saying? Me and Daddy Bry. Yeah, bro. We be with the shits. Um, You know what I'm saying? It's like I go to an NA or AA meeting every single day. Yeah. Every single day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if somebody like me can go and literally – do a complete 180, bro. 
like transform every aspect of your life. Anybody can do it, bro. It's easy. Literally, all you have to do is just make that decision. Yeah. Just decide like enough is enough. I'm I'm tired of this. I'm done doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like I want I want different. I want better. Yeah. That's literally all it takes. That's solid, bro. That's good advice, man. I'll take that advice, man. I'm gonna stop eating cake. Hell yeah, dude. Just decide enough is enough. Exactly. Enough cake. I mean, take it one day at a time. Yeah, we'll see, bro. Today's day one. All you gotta worry about is today. You don't eat cake today. That's true. Good. That's Tomorrow, true. wake up. I'm not gonna eat cake today. I like next that. day. Wake up. I'm not gonna eat cake. That's what I do with drugs. Yeah. I don't worry about tomorrow till it gets here. I just know today I'm not gonna do any drugs. I'm not gonna drink any alcohol. Tomorrow, when I wake up, and then tomorrow is today. I say today. I'm not gonna do. I'm, I might tomorrow, but I'll worry about tomorrow when it comes. Yeah. But for that's today, true. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Amen, bro. Any cake. No cake, bro. No more cake for me. No more cake. Hashtag for today. Cake. Yeah. Yeah. Hell no. Hell no. Cake. Betty Crocker's a bitch. <laughs> bro. Yeah, that's good, bro. And if you need help, it's just like a call away, right? It's the weirdest thing because it's like, it's probably a combination of like pride and fear and like being nervous. But like, I'm sure when you're at the peak of these, you know, this, this negative points in your life, you're like, oh, there's no turning back. Yeah. It's probably what you're thinking, you know, yeah, anybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. not just you, but just anybody. Yeah. But like all everybody, there's so many people that are willing to help in any yeah. situation. So really that are more than willing to help. Yeah. It's like, I know that I'm not, I mean, obviously it helps to have the right people in your circle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like, I had nobody in my circle. Yeah. I literally had one phone. I had one phone number to some random dude named Art that I had never met, never talked to before in my life. I got his number from, like I said, a counselor at one of the group homes. Yeah, I was that growing up, and I literally called him. I was like, "Hey, I was like, I don't know if you remember me or not. My name's Tyler." Which really, another big thing that helped was my aunt Maureen. Shout out to Aunt Maureen. What a I name! I love the shit out of you. She's like my favorite person in the whole world. It's a great like she's name. always, she's always supported me and like wanted me to do better and always been there anytime I needed her. Um, she had been talking to Art like about me and like explaining the situation, which I didn't even know. And so that's who I, when I decided, I was like, dude, I was like, I need help. That's the first person I call is my Aunt Maureen. Mm. And I was like, hey, I was like, I need, like, I know that you care enough about me to help me. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I need to get into treatment or rehab, whatever it is, I need help. And I called her and she was like, call Art. Sent me his number and I called Art. I was like, hey, I was like, I don't know if you know me. You know what I'm saying? Like, my name is Tyler, Tyler Crank. He's like, oh, yeah, I know you. I talked to your mom and, and your Aunt Maureen. Your Aunt Maureen's been telling me a lot about you, kind of explaining your situation. And so I was like, yeah, bro. I was like, I need help. And he was like, all right. And he was like, well, don't do any drugs today. You know what I'm saying? He's like, we'll get you on a plane tomorrow. And I was like, all right. And so he called me. Bro, it would have cost me like $10,000 to go to the, the treatment, like the little program I went to. A couple days before this shit happened, um, this family, again, unfortunately, um, this family, this kid named Blake, I'm 99, I'm pretty sure his name is Blake. I don't want to get it wrong and offend somebody. But um, this kid, Blake, had overdosed and died. Yeah. And his parents sponsored me and paid everything, paid wow. my full, yeah, gave me a scholarship. Wow. And paid for everything for me to come down here, which is, I mean, really, like, they saved my life. The, the combination of them, my Aunt Maureen, and Art. Like, I would I would be dead right now if it wasn't for them. 
big shout outs to Aunt Maureen. I love the shit out of you. That's awesome. Favorite person ever. That's crazy, bro. Ain't that wild? Can you believe we've been talking for two hours? Just about. Isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I was literally thinking, I was like, I hope he doesn't try to do like a full 30 minutes. Yeah, bro. I, I told you it would be fine once we I'm started. I'm telling you, bro. You like, killed that. The amount of stories that I have, bro, I could literally just like just sit here. Dude, uh, you said you're going to write a book, bro. I need to. You need I see, to. I'm going to. Yeah, Because like, there's no, there's, I have to, bro. There's no way yeah. I've been, I've been through all this shit to not tell it. Yeah. I have yeah. to, bro. And it's like every time I tell stories, every time I tell a story, I'll have 10 more pop up in my head. I'm, yeah, and I see I'll just that. literally like I'll just go on a spurt. I like, could, I could see it in here. I could see it when you're talking about stuff. You could like, you're like, oh, and then this one thing. Like I could see. Yeah. You, like, I, I get on a lot stuff. of side quests. It's all good, bro. Missions. You conquered all the quests you, you you went on today, bro. Trying to. Hey, bro. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me, bro. Yeah, bro. It's cool. it's a pleasure to meet you, man, and know you and know the new you. And Hell yeah. I'd rather you know the new me than the old me. Yeah, me sure. too, bro. I saw the picture. I like you, myself better you, now. You look scary back then, bro. Not like a, yeah. like, oh, he'll beat me up, but like, oh, dude, this guy looks like a zombie. It's like demon. Yeah. Yeah. Straight out of the pits of hell. It's crazy, bro. Crazy shit. All right, bro. Thank you, man. That's it. That's all we got today. All right. My guy. Hell yeah. Love you, dog. Love you, bro. All right. We'll catch you guys later. Thank you, guys.